Chapter 1, Wayfair welcomes you to the Waberhood. Our hero, Titus Burgess, ambled down the stylish street of an enchanting utopia. A woman waved from a chic lounger. Welcome to the Waberhood, she said, where Wayfair helps everyone create a home they love. Titus stared in awe. Bohemian Boulevard, Trinsetter Terrace, Mid-Century Circle. Titus, hmm? you're reading the Wayfair catalog. Oh, you'll love Chapter 2. Wayfair's fast and free shipping saves a potluck. Wayfair, every style, every home. People today can spend half their lives over 50. So it's good to be financially ready for what's important to you as you get older, like a family vacation. Or starting your dream business. Welcome to Connie's Coffee. How may I help you? AARP's trusted financial tools can help you plan for whatever your future holds. That's why the younger you are, the more you need AARP. Start planning today at aarp.org slash money tools. Warning. The Drunken Peasants podcast is full of comedic exaggerations, independent thought, insensitivity, and other offensive content. We strongly urge all viewers and listeners to keep their brains and their skulls throughout the entire duration of this podcast. Failure to do so will result in immediate death. If you wish to support this podcast, there are several ways to do so. First, you can sign up for a free audiobook trial at audibletrial.com forward slash drunken peasants. Audible is the foremost seller of audiobooks today with hundreds of thousands of titles to satisfy all manner of tastes. Second, if you shop on Amazon.com, please use the Amazon affiliate links in the description section of this video. Every purchase you make helps to support this podcast's existence. Third, please peruse our merchandise and see if any of it strikes your fancy. We sell a lot of t-shirts, so we must be doing something right. One more thing before I go. To make an official submission to the Drunken Peasants, whether it be a video for one of our segments, or fan art, or a picture of you wearing one of our shirts, or anything you think we might want to use on the show, that stuff needs to be sent to the Drunken Peasants Facebook inbox. Please do not send correspondence, as this will be deleted unread. With all that shit out of the way, it's time to begin the show. From the frigid armpit of America, this is the Drunken Peasants Podcast with Ben and TJ, bringing you opinions of the news from an altered perspective. Fuck it! <laughs> you got a joint? Uh, no, not on you, man. I don't have facts to back this up. It'd be a lot cooler if you did. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about, atheist? No it's okay. You're it's nothing, okay. TJ. You're garbage. Okay. I just want to no, no, be no, light. No, You're no, garbage. No, no, no. And now, here are your hosts, Ben and TJ. We'll do it live. We'll do it live. Fuck it. Fuck it. Fuck it. Oh. Welcome to the Drunken Peasants Podcast, episode uh, uh, 338. Fuck. I forgot which one it was. It's 338, I guess. Yeah. One of those episodes, Woo! man. 338. It's in the threes somewhere. Yeah, we're in the fucking so, 300s. We have Naked Ape here. Hi, Naked Ape. Hey, what's up? So you're a fan of capitalism, so uh, please allow us to shill our, uh, our, our Vimeo products. episodes. Yeah, we got some <laughs> shit on, on Vimeo. <laughs> We got uh, the special <laughs> Drunken Peasants versus the Young Turks fucking special. We watched 
fucking more than four hours of Young Turks bullshit. It was f- over five hours. Over actually. five hours. We destroyed them. over five They're hours garbage. of us watching the terrible Young Turks and destroying them. And then also our uh, VP or uh, DP on demand. DP sir. on we, demand. We just added the Onision episode there. It's yep. only ten dollars a month. The you Onision get, episode. You get over a year's worth of our private shows plus other stuff. So sexual. The salty Paul meltdown, which is worth. Oh it yeah, long. you can watch Jesus. Paul fucking cry like a fucking man. Baby. Over losing in video games. Because he watched your new video like a, Oh, whatever, bitch. Oh, whatever. Paul, Paul. whatever. There's no crying. Stop oh, defending yourself. Do you want a hug, Paul? Whatever, bitch. <laughs> you want a little Dude, hug? I watched you have a fucking meltdown on Scotty. You won't have a hug. I watched you have a meltdown oh, on fucking Scotty. Oh, are we talking Scotty. about me now? Because yeah. I thought we were talking about you. Because you Paul act Nico. like I'm the salty one, but you're just as salty. Aww. Look, he's getting salty again. Oh, he's getting salty. <laughs> Little Paul, we getting salty. So, uh, now that we have Naked Ape here, like... He wanted to make a statement, right? He did. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, yeah. yeah. Statement. Yeah, uh, statement. Uh, fuck you. No, I actually wanted to say Whoa. something, like, generally to the community. And I, I, I came on here with a little bit of an ulterior motive. I wanted to prove, like, A, I have absolutely no animosity towards you at all. None. Mm-hmm. I just like making insulting arguments. I like being mean in my arguments. There's something there's something sure, psychotic about my ego that I like insulting people and making arguments at the same time on the internet. It's enjoyable for me. Well, I you, are, you are a faggot, you. so. And, <laughs> and more importantly, I wanted to prove to our collective audiences that we can have these disagreements. We can talk about these things in the uh, the the ferocious, the, the very open uh, market of a place of ideas that we have using the True. same kind of tactics and we can still come together and talk about them without well, you know, freaking the fuck out and the, one okay. last thing yep, i do the same thing the same kind of insults for muslims the same kind mm-hmm. of insults for uh socialists for cap for you know the capitalists that i don't like whatever i have my own my own criticisms of capitalism i do the same kind of insults for hillary clinton i do the same kind of insults for feminism the same kind of insults for uh, Black Lives Matter, but suddenly, when it's Bernie Sanders and the amazing atheist, I need to be nice in order to win people over? No, shut the fuck up. It's clear to me that the reason why the fans are reacting is because their favorite fucking e-celeb is now getting insulted. If I have to, oh, now it's Bernie Sanders. I need to take it seriously. Uh, Economics. Muslim, I want to point out Black Lives Matter. That's perfectly fine. Once yeah. it's economics, I have to take it so seriously. Well, no, I have to. The I, thing I, about it is, hold on, hold yeah, on, hold ahead, on. Before we started the show, we told Naked Ape that he to us he sounds like Joe Pesci without the <laughs> New York accent. Yeah, and he had to Google Joe Pesci to see who he was. Just I pointing that. What do you mean? The way I talk. I am an, uh, a rural and exurban retard. I do not know celebrities at all. Well, I am an uncultured swine. Cool. Well, you sound like Joe fucking Pesci. You dude. sound like Joe Pesci. You sound like a, a known <laughs> Do New I York... amuse you? Maybe what are you, you saying, have... Naked Ape? Do I amuse uh, so you? So I'm a fucking clown to you? Yes. What, I do it little dance? What, what, uh, what if Naked Ape is one of these dudes that has, like, that voice, but he's, like, huge, you know, like Brock Lesnar or... Uh, <laughs> we'll never know. Or uh, Mike Tyson, he you know? Oh, yeah, yeah, dude. He could be, like, a big old, like, giant buff black dude. We'd yeah, never know. You know <laughs> he could be. Yeah. You never know, man. Like we never know, man. Or something. No, that's, oh, that's yeah. not me. Um, uh, I'm actually thinking about doing like a cam, like how I hate everything does, doing like a neck down camera thing of myself. Wow. Just because, uh, doing that. Baby anyway. steps, baby steps, just like me, naked eight. Before you know it, but the cool thing about I, I think the cool thing internet. about this debate we've had 
or you know whatever has been uh, that it, at least it's all based around um, policy. Yeah, you know we, we're not we're not just sitting there having like some stupid like. Well, you're a fucking faggot. No, you, you. TJ no. has some notes. I've never seen TJ write so many notes for any uh-huh. guest ever. And oh yeah, I just, I just want to you know. I, I want to say I love the insults. Like uh, uh, even back when the like stupid drama was happening, you mentioned like this one zinger that all of my subscribers subsist on lead paint and stupid pills. I yeah. laughed my fucking ass off. That was hilarious to me. I Hold love on. this shit. I love dishing it. I love receiving it. I have no animosity at all towards you. And for some reason, the fans, because it's suddenly their e-celeb, someone that they are emotionally attached to, they're like, you can't attack TJ. You, yeah, can't, you can't attack, attack anybody you want. I hate TJ. Shut the fuck up. It's just- he kind of sounds like Repsion a little yeah, bit, Yeah, I know. Too. I was thinking, bit, I was thinking yeah. this dude is Repsion's yep. evil twin or something. Yeah, actually, no, I actually get Leafias here uh, Oh, really? But uh, they say that I'm the right-wing Leafias here. But if you actually look at Leafias here, he's, like, one step away from saying 1488, the Jews are killing all white people. Like, he's, like, you know, feminists are trying to kill all white babies, like his clickbait titles. Leafias here is the right-wing Leafias here. I am not the right-wing Leafias here. I've not. I don't watch his dog shit content, so I wouldn't know. <laughs> Me either. I I just do it to like uh to like see how far the mighty has fallen. You know. Yeah. That's kind of what uh, I do. That's what it's good. So you we we could talk about some shit if you want. Um, sure. We could talk about minimum wage. We could talk about the whole financial transaction tax thing. We could talk about free college. Yeah, we could get into that. Is there um, is there something is there something there that sticks out at you, or is there something else you'd like to talk about? Well, I mean, you know, we could talk about the Jews. No, we could talk about the minimum wage first. I think that'd be the like that's where the argument started. So I think yeah, that's sure. a good place to start. I think that was probably the most. Uh, I think both of us dedicated more time to that issue. It's because it's probably. hard to fucking explain that. Yeah. The, like you're explaining like the interactions between uh, a number of different markets. You know, the the supply and demand of labor versus the supply and demand of actual products and how those intermingle. Um, sure. I, like the one thing that I that I really want to explain, and this is something that people, uh, you know, I don't want to say like in all liberals, but people on the left, I've seen this happen. They seem to think the economy is some kind of self-perpetuating engine <coughs> instead of a closed system. Right. Like it, it's wrong to say that the the economy is how it is right now and it always will be. But the reason why economists use you know the supply and demand of labor in a, a in a graph is they're trying to take a snapshot picture of how the economy is right now to understand what it is at this moment. And at this moment, there is only a certain amount of goods and and uh, money available mm-hmm. in the entire economy. Sure. And you can't just you know legislate there to be more money. You well, I don't just, I don't like, think I, I don't I don't think to me it's not about legislating there being more money. To me, it's about Put the money in the hands of yeah. consumers who are actually going to spend it rather than rich people who are going to hoard it I away. mean, like, legislating there being more money would be like if they just started printing money, like, I mean, frivolously. It, people have done wait, that. Wait, wait, I mean, wait, Germany wait. did that well, to, to create hyperinflation uh, and shit after, you know, the Treaty of Versailles and shit. Well, I, what I'm trying to say is, I mean, that's like uh, the same kind of – it is actually the same kind of principle, which you were actually – talking about uh, like the minimum wage the financial transaction tax it all mm-hmm. stems from keynesian economics which is also right. where trickle down economics come from and i fucking hate keynes he's a fucking retard there's no idea what he's talking about so when you're talking about you want to put it in the hands of somebody else but the problem is is that all you're doing at that point is playing a shell game with the money 
And mm-hmm. you're not actually creating anything more. You're not actually creating any more value. You're not actually creating any more products. You're not actually making any but more don't wealth. You, but don't you think that that don't you th- hold, hold on? But don't you think that giving more money to people who are minimum wage, like already minimum wage workers or near minimum wage workers, don't you think that stimulates the economy in that they're actually going to buy goods and services? So there's going to it's going to create more demand for goods and services. No, not really. I, like I said, this is like, that's what I'm talking about. This like, uh, like you can't just increase the supply of money and then mm-hmm. assume that you're going to increase the supply of product. Right? Well, I'm not talking about increasing the supply of money. I'm just talking about rearranging where the wealth that exists. Do you remember the goes. remember the stimulus package when yeah. George Bush sent everyone a check for twelve hundred bucks? Oh yeah, I do. Uh, to like re-stimulate the economy. That was a uh, you know that that was like his his little bribe like vote for me. Yeah. Here's your money. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and Obama did the same thing and sure. you, you know we can we can argue that you know maybe there was some liquidity needed instant liquidity in loans to the uh, uh to the well, bank. Let me just but I let mean, me ask you uh, let me just ask you this question. Um I feel like if someone is working for 40 hours a week or for whatever's considered full time in whatever place they live, because it, it varies. And I shit. think forty is fair. Yeah, but let's say they're doing that. Why shouldn't that be a living wage if they're working full time for a company? Well, I mean, maybe it should be a living wage. Are you going to force every single corporation to pay people the living wage? I mean, now we're yeah, getting why back not? to yes. uh, yeah, that's what uh, I want to do. Getting, that's exactly well, what I want to do. No, I understand. And now we're going to get into the the comparative advantage between these two systems so if you make it so only the people who everybody who works 40 hours a week gets a living wage that Mm -hmm. also makes it so people who aren't worth that living wage don't get employed so Mm -hmm. you know there's the comparative advantage that yes you are saying morally you deserve to make this but you can't just uh, like uh like, let me give you this analogy. This is an analogy I sure. thought about. If you actually want to make people have more food on their table, are you going to write legislation that forces Walmart to sell bread for five cents? Or are you going to give taxes, you know, tax breaks to bread companies so it's easier for them to make bread? So the issue is, is that what you're doing is you're trying to have this arbitrary government mandate for them to mm-hmm. do something. But right. you're not providing them with the initial... Um, uh, the initial motivation to actually do that. So now you're fucking with the motivations behind the free market. So there are consequences. The consequences are higher prices, higher unemployment. I agree that it, uh, I agree with higher prices. I think the price. I think prices will uh, rise if you raise the minimum wage. So incrementally. I don't though. think. Yeah, I, but I don't. Th- I don't buy the unemployment argument because we've seen tons of states raise the minimum wage without having this huge spike in unemployment. We've seen the country has raised the minimum wage several times. We have not seen this huge spike in unemployment. Well, I mean, minimum it's wage not is the highest ever was. It, well, I mean, I mean we okay, actually you, see in like places like yeah. uh, uh, the, the study that they've shown, like what they do is they create mm-hmm. economic models, right? So right. you create like an economic model of like what has happened in the past, what is happening in areas close, and then what sure. you do is you do this comparative contrast. And what they're seeing in uh, uh, in Seattle. And Seattle's a place where, you know, the market rate for, you know, the average person in Seattle is like making 20, 30, 40 bucks an hour, what the fuck ever. Raising the minimum wage in, in Seattle isn't going to cause this vast, you know, wasteland. It's not going to, you know, God right. isn't going to destroy Seattle if you. Are you choosing that because wage. we live there or what? Well, he's probably I, using <laughs> it because it has, he's probably using it because it has the highest uh, well, minimum yeah, wage yeah. in the country. Uh, this is the most recent data I found. Yeah, so sure. what you found isn't an absolute increase in unemployment because the. The right. economy in Seattle is booming already. What you found is a slowing 
of employment rates in these specifically affected markets. So sure. the other issue that you're saying, well, there's not going to be a price increase across the board. That's because, you know, not all jobs are going to be affected by a minimum wage hike. Right. But when you're talking about, like you mentioned Walmart, Walmart's average wage for their full-time employee is $13. I'm going to say $13.50. I'm probably wrong about that. I'm probably in the ballpark. Yeah, it, and it's a, it's a, Walmart also instituted a, a minimum wage of, of $10. Uh, yeah, and they, had, so they that, had to do that because they weren't able to retain employees paying less than that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but the thing is, is that if you raise the, like, the, the average, it, like, the, I'm going to use the numbers that you put out. Their net, excuse me, their gross income is $500. Their mm -hmm. profit is 15, excuse me, their gross income is billion. $500 billion. Billion dollars. Their, their net uh, income was 15 uh, billion. Net profit is 15 profit, yeah. billion dollars. That's when right. I, uh, that's 3%. So three pennies of every dollar you spend at Walmart goes to profit. And sure. that's at thirteen dollars and fifty. Well, this is this is after wages. a lot of pe this is after a lot of people who are employed by Walmart take a lot of money, and this is not factoring in the things they would do to adjust to having to raise the minimum wage, like right, uh, right. There would be price increases and stuff like right. that. Right, there which would be see. price increases. But if you're, uh, if we use just you know your numbers, that it would mm -hmm. decrease the uh, the value of uh, uh, the. Um, it would decrease the amount well, of we money about that the they Big have Mac. Yeah. from fifteen billion to. To it would decrease it by five billion. I think that's what yeah. you said, right? It was a, yeah, it would be ten billion. You know, TJ, right. I was net profit for that year if they paid him that much. I was wondering at that if, rate. Yeah. if Naked Ape had to label himself politically, what label would he assign to himself? Um, I, I've thought about this. I really don't like labels. I just like using conservative. Uh, but because I like generally speaking, that's how I feel. It's more of like an emotive so, response for me. It's not like so. This. So uh, did you – you supported Trump for president of the United States. Uh-huh. Okay. Do you support Trump's policy on like the free market when it comes to marijuana? Because we have a booming market here in Washington state. I mean that I can disagree with Donald Trump. Others, I mean like, I policies. don't think that marijuana should be illegal. I think that it should be taxed and regulated and you know, 100 percent I disagree with him. That's but what we, we do what, here. Like, let me let me like uh, give you like specifically bringing this back to the minimum wage. Why I supported Trump is that he actually looked at the two reasons why people at the lower end of the of the wage spectrum are actually having problems. Uh, the first one is mass immigration. The second one is uh, 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 you know you know these free trade deals that put us at an uncompetitive advantage. Okay, so this is what he found. This is what he found. These are not ultimately the two biggest problems facing poor people. This is what Trump says the two biggest problems facing poor people are. Well, I mean, this is, what the, data well, this is what the data shows that you can actually impact using government power without all of these negative things. Like, if you decrease immigration at the low end, uh, at, at, you know, the, the lower ends of the market, you'll have an mm -hmm. instant, you know, the market will shift so you'll pay people uh, more because, the like I said, you know, you're just forcing Walmart to pay uh, to have its bread sell at five cents. What I want yeah. is there to be a motivation for them to lower the rate. And the motivation, uh, these are the what would that motivation be? I mean, wouldn't wouldn't the motivation lower when they make so much cheap shit in China? I mean, like, where's the motivation there? Well, the problem is that uh, the the problem is is that internationally. Uh, uh, the um, uh, the reason why free trade is generally good is because of comparative advantage. 
right? It's not necessarily because of low, so like, low wages. And I don't so, like the fact that they're competing for the same jobs at like, you know, I mean, uh, how do you feel about wages. How, how do you feel about the fact that like, you know, there's a small town in a rural area there's mom and pop shops everywhere and then Walmart comes in and then within like 10 years all those shops are closed and the only where to buy anything is Walmart and yep. the only where to mm -hmm. work is Walmart. Yep. How do you feel yeah. about that? It happened in my little town in Madeira. I, there was a time before fucking that, that Walmart popped out. And the Walmart, Walmart shows up, and all of a sudden, there's no bike shop in town. It's like the company there's no store. Fucking, there's no sandwich I, shop I make, in town. I'm getting my paycheck at Walmart. I mean, I gotta go. I gotta kind of go with the. I gotta kind of go with the Louis C.K. thing on this though, because it's like the it's the shitty people in this town who chose to go to Walmart yeah. instead of supporting that's, their that's local actually, store. That's so what I was gonna say, like, uh, 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 I mean. It, that, that's like the general problem that I have with capitalism. You know, capitalism, you get exactly what you want, but now, you know, Americans are fat, lazy, and watch TV all day. So there you fucking go. Yeah. All right, that's so what you want. You, so. In, in, in in your video, uh, try, kind of trying to bring it back to the minimum wage instead of t focusing on too much on Walmart here. In your video, you kind of portray uh, minimum wage workers in a, in a particular way. So I, I wanted to talk about uh, the reality of the minimum wage worker. Uh, uh, average age, 36. That's not true. Let me actually it, it interrupt you right there. I it, it, found it is true. where you Hold got on. that number. Let, let uh, me do this. I got it from the Economic Policy Institute. I'm, uh, no, you're not going to interrupt. Sorry. Oh, okay. uh, 89 percent are not teenagers. Thirty-seven uh, percent are forty or older. Twenty-eight percent have children. Fifty-seven percent work full time, and on average, they earn uh, more than half of their family's total income. Now, if you want to dispute that, those statistics from the Economic Policy Institute, go ahead. Well, I mean, that's not the the numbers that I've seen from anywhere else. Uh, like, right. you actually, I, I I don't know who your your, your statistics actually come from the Heritage Foundation, a conservative. No, think tank. it actually doesn't come from the Heritage Foundation. Yeah, it does. Uh -huh. I only use the Heritage Foundation mm -hmm. because they had graphs. Their numbers. Yeah, they had came from they had very deceptively, uh, selectively edited graphs. I agree. Okay. Well, I mean, we can talk about you know the graphs themselves, or we can talk sure. about the numbers. So, the numbers how do you feel? No, let him go ahead and comment on this. Yeah, yeah. so uh, where I got those numbers from, I, mm -hmm. I did you know, use the graphs from the Heritage Foundation. That's just because it had graphs. I like sure. pictures. You know, so sue me for nice that. Graphs. But they actually got their numbers from the Bureau of Labor, and I yeah. don't know with who the Economic Policy Institute is. I would actually have to see the link to it. When I go Googled to, find, uh, to see where you actually got that, uh, the there were – Three different sources. One was thinkprogress.org. The mm -hmm. other one was looking at Google at the Wall Street, excuse me, the New York Times article, which right. was wrongly talking about people who make $10.10 an hour, which isn't the federal minimum wage. Sure. And the third one was from Obama, which, you know, political. Well, you know, you're, 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 you, when, you're dealing with, when you're dealing with this so many variables, I mean, look, you have different, you have separate minimum wages. You have employees, you have 20 million people in this country that are not uh -huh. considered minimum wage workers, but they're near minimum wage. Yeah. So and you have like and you have different minimum to, wages in different states and very I mean there's I think there's a, like 29 states or something like that that have instituted higher minimum wages than the federal minimum wage. It's true. Uh, I don't, I'm not confident in that exact number, but so you have a lot of variables here. So there's a lot of ways for people to play with the data, but I feel like the the statistics I just cited from my research are accurate. 
Well, I mean, it depends on what you're talking about. Like, I mean, if you want to say it's accurate to people making the state minimum wage, then maybe we can go with that. But that's actually why, if you saw in my video, mm -hmm. I used number from the Congressional Budget Office, uh, right. which dealt with a, a raise in the minimum wage to $9 an hour, which would affect many of these states, and to $10.10 an hour, which would affect all of these states. So, right. I mean, even then, even if you want to say that your numbers are better than my numbers, I also yeah. retorted using data that matched up to your numbers when, uh, when talking about uh, – um, sure. Uh, when talking about the minimum wage set at ten dollars and ten cents, and like, but don't you think when when you have a huge amount of people who are making minimum wage who uh, are literally on welfare because they're working full time minimum wage jobs? Yeah, they have to supplement, and yet they're supplemented by tax dollars. <laughs> huge amount of fast food workers, by the way. Yeah. Uh -huh. uh, you know, like, how is that an okay system? Like, are why you, is it the responsibility of the taxpayers to supplement the incomes of people who are already working full time, many of whom are raising families, a huge percentage of which are making at least half of their household's income? Well, I mean, why is the responsibility of corporations to do it? Now we're just shifting around. Because, 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 because it's their fucking employees. Yeah, they're, they're right, the ones so that are what, paying these people. employees are now like their children? Like, why is it that... No, their employees are their employees. If you want to run a business without employees, be my fucking guest. Do you think, do you think that a corporation has any uh, duty to protect its employees? I wonder well, if Naked Apes ever ran a business. Well, wait, 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 like protect to protect from what? Like, what to protect mean? to protect employees from going fucking hungry, working forty hours a week for them. You don't like. How does it benefit a corporation if somebody starves to death or has to fucking lose their job? And how and does go on it welfare? benefit society as a whole to have someone working full time? Yeah. and yet we're supplementing their 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 lives because just, they can't afford to live on just the well, money I mean, they're being again, paid for like working a full time about, job. These are all you know. These are all points about the morality of it. You're not talking about right. the comparative contrast. You're saying this moral okay. argument. It's so good. It would be how so does, good of us if we did this. However, no, when yeah, well, no, about the how does Naked Ape? How does Naked Ape feel about the tipping minimum wage? Like, oh, yeah. there are people who right to work states. who work in the service industry, like well, uh, waiters let, and waitresses. Let me, let me answer. I, I think I've, I've gathered enough of this. Like, like I said about the about the numbers, we can quibble about numbers. I feel that uh, the way I responded with my data being the ten dollars and ten cents, sure. uh, the, both raising to the federal to the nine dollars and to the ten ten cents an hour mm -hmm. accurately represents the raising the minimum wage across state lines because it does uh, cross that threshold. However, when you're talking about now, now that we've switched to this moral argument, I, I'd like to right. present to you that morality doesn't mean fucking shit if right. it's going to take food off your table. Yeah. So if it's moral for you to, you know, we need to force these corporations to pay a living wage and then their reaction is going to be to make you unemployed, right. that's not a suitable decision. That's but that's so, not – so, 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 once again, my, once again, you're, citing, is, once again you're citing something that doesn't happen. Yeah. My question but is – It does, not, it does not lead to spikes in unemployment. does not lead to spikes in unemployment. doesn't again, do it. It doesn't happen. True. It is true. Asking man. about tip is Absolutely, it's true. Uh, again, it is true. It's between and what, what you're citing right now is incredibly unscientific. You're simply right. looking at historical data and trying to draw conclusions oh. about these underlying economic principles on historic data. You can't do that. That's oh. like saying that you know that uh, uh, George Bush caused the so, Great Recession when it was like a number of different so, complicated things. It's not just it you know. Sure. Uh, it, it goes up. It goes down. That means a minimum yeah, look, wage yeah, did okay, it. Look, That's the like econo you know, the economy the goes off. The economy goes through boom and. 
bus cycles. No one's disputing that. Boom and bus right. cycles. They so, happen. But so what, what I'm saying is that if there's this, if there's this fucking thing, kind of sorry, if there's this thing where every time you raise the minimum wage, every time you raise the minimum wage, it's going to raise unemployment. That hasn't happened. We haven't seen that historical it, connection. It, it does happen. It ha I mean, it doesn't necessarily raise minimum wage in an absolute sense because these things mm -hmm. happen at the margins. I mean, first of all, you right. have to think the amount of people who the minimum wage affects is minimal. It's like one million, two million, three million people. The amount of jobs that would no, that the congressional budget office that's estimates so would be lost. That's just wrong. Yeah, that's just incorrect. Hour is five hundred thousand. What, you seem to base you that, seem that to is? base a lot of what you talk about on just kind of numbers that you pull out. Like, what, listen, um, I mean, I'm you cannot you cannot work. Listen, numbers. do you think as a conservative that if a man or woman leaves their home for forty plus hours a week, that what they bring home should support an apartment and food? In I mean, a car I to get back that, and forth I from work. I think everybody should have 500 fucking Lamborghinis no, in their No, I don't. I, see, I, I don't. I think everybody should have everything they fucking want, but we don't live in a perfect this isn't world want. where you can mandate this. I'm this is not talking about not wants. No one's We're talking about, about having a baseline standard of living. Look, dude, living in fucking L.A., having a car to get back and forth from work is not a want. Having a roof over your head anywhere in the United States is not a want. And having food on your table is not a want. So I ask you again. Do you think that somebody that leaves their house for 40 plus hours a week should bring wow. home enough to put food on a table, <coughs> a roof over their head, and provide transportation back and forth to their job? I mean, listen, you can be angry at reality as much as you want and morally grandstand about I'm the I'm not angry at reality. Life, I'm angry you know at your, your insistence this, uh, on denying I was it. Wondering, I was wondering Naked Ape's position on how tipped employees get a lower minimum wage like how do you feel about passing on that burden to the customers does, uh, I want, let me ask a naked up at this point itself. actually does he even believe there should be any sort of minimum wage or you think it should just be uh, corporations just pay people whatever they want pay you 50 well, cents mean, to mop up the well, McDonald's young well, man I mean, the reason why we have a minimum wage is so mm. that th 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 there should be a lowest minimum so that uh, uh, corporations can't use anti-competitive actions to com to uh, like compete under the way. like you know well, not to ensure or not to ensure that people can eat Mexican workers for the for a penny you know that kind of shit shouldn't right. happen and that's why we have a minimum wage is to stop them from doing this anti-competitive no. acts to so you believe lower the, the so you believe there should be a minimum labor. wage but you think it, you just think it's perfect where it is or uh, it not should... necessarily I mean I, I think the minimum wage uh, like. I think that the minimum wage is right about good, but I mean the thing is is that raising the minimum wage isn't necessarily going to raise wages. Like he here's an interesting fact. If you look at the Congressional Budget Office's numbers, mm -hmm. uh, the lowest 10% of people and the lowest like 20% of people have actually had a, a raise in their own wages despite the fact that the federal minimum wage has gone up. Now we can quiggle. Maybe that's because of the states. Maybe that's because – uh, of them raising the minimum wage, but the simple fact that the lowest 10%, the average earner who was in the lowest 10% of earners, now instead of making what they did uh, in you know 1970, which was like under eight or like around eight, they make nine nine fifty, which is a relative increase. That shows that there is an increase in the lower uh, in the lower wage earners without raising the minimum wage, and that's what you would find. Right. The minimum wage doesn't actually up. we can raise these people's. Uh, ability to what? provide. Let me ask work you this. Let me ask you this. 1968. We uh -huh. both agree that that's the year that the minimum wage peaked when you account for inflation, right? Uh huh. 
And uh, around that time, I think it would be uh, I've, I've, uh, about $12 an hour by stock standards. Yeah, that's also not true. I've heard, I mean, uh, I've, you, I've heard different numbers on it. What would it be? What, what would it be uh, if well, you adjust for inflation? The Congressional Budget Office and the Pew Research data that I've signed was uh, like 860, something like that. And let me, let me explain. The reason why is that's the, the lowest number I've seen anywhere. I've well, looked at, I know, this, this but is, here's the thing. Let me ask listen, you this. Listen, do, you, do, you think Pew, do you think Pew Research is a, is a reputable source or no? Is that just is that they, too liberal? I think Pew and I think uh, Congressional Budget Office are both reputable sources. Okay, yeah. well, this is from Pew. That $12 figure I just gave you is from Pew. Really, because the source that I have from Pew said that, you know, I, I put it well, on the Well, this screen. is Pew, Pew Research dot, let me just give you the URL, pewresearch.org uh, forward slash fact tank forward slash five facts about the minimum wage. That's the That's, same one that I did. They didn't say that. That's actually they the said same it right here. that I did. They said it right here. Uh, it's number one. Can you bring it up? Uh, let me just read it. Maybe I'm misreading it. Uh, at 868 a dollar and $26. So yeah, they do say that. Since it was raised in 2009 like to said. the current 725 per hour, the federal minimum wage has lost about 9.6% of its purchasing power to inflation. Back in 2005, yeah, but, the Economist estimated that given how rich the U.S. is and the pattern among other advanced economies in the Organization for Economic Cooperation and Development, one would expect American, America to pay a minimum wage of around $12 an hour. Well, let, let me explain one thing, because the, uh, the number that you are getting, like that $11, $12 an hour, is using mm -hmm. uh, a, a... I've heard it as high as 15 by the way. Well, let, so let there, me explain. There's different well, ways people this. Uh, tabulate this figure. I found this interesting, because this ahead. actually speaks to how uh, really economically illiterate many of our journalists are. Because when they calculated that rate, they used the... Uh, it was from a government figure, I think it was from the Bureau of Labor, but it was calculating urban inflation, which, you mm -hmm. know, I, I'm going to tell you, not everybody lives in a city. So the inflation sure. for the rest just of most, America is going to be different from urban people. inflation. Right. So that's well, my, well, why so here's, the here's number my by Pew is more here's my question. than that number. Here's my question. Well, let's just say let's, – let's split the difference and say it's fucking 10. Okay. Fine, let's just say it's 10. $10 an hour. You say 8-something. I say 12. We'll say it's fucking 10. If it was 10 then, and the economy didn't fucking collapse, like, what's wrong with raising the minimum wage, tying it to inflation, and saying, all right, this problem's solved. We got well, it. Well, because it doesn't here's solve we, the problem. Here's That's where we think thing. it needs it to be. It doesn't actually solve anything. Why doesn't it solve here's, it? Because, like I said, the results of raising the minimum wage is higher mm -hmm. employment and higher prices, which ultimately does not help the working poor because the majority of people who are poor are unemployed. Right. They can't well, find a single look, job. I mean, for the people, for the people, for the people who are unemployed, obviously raising the minimum wage uh, can help. Well, them. But I'm not. I'm not talking about the poor in general. I'm talking about people who are working minimum wage jobs and who are not able to have basic standards of living. Right. I'm talking well, about those talking millions of people. Is raising what I'm talking about is them. In order for this more grandson, you want there to be more wealth inequality at this lower rate to help people who are working who can find a job at the direct expense of people who can't find a job. You want more wealth inequality because it feels good to force corporations to pay people a higher rate. No, I don't want more wealth, wealth inequality. Because <laughs> exactly, I, I want that's the consequence I want, of I your want, No, it's not. I want workers to. I want workers who are working full time to be paid a decent wage. That's right. what I want. I want people who are right. employed. How, to how, how have you? How have you? I'm sorry. People. How have you possibly? Like, look, you're you're fucking living in la la land. If you think that raising the wages of workers, tons of people working minimum wage or very near minimum wage. If you think raising their fucking wages is going to lead to more wealth inequality, 
I think that's batshit insane. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't, it's I, like I don't, that, underst- I mean, I don't understand where you're coming from with this. As much as you want, but all the well, data I mean, shows yeah, that that's what in, happens. I am. In, what data shows this? All the data that I presented in my video. All so, the data I mean, you presented in your videos. Let's take okay. this simple thing. The Congressional Budget Office, which is, I think is a reputable source, shows that okay. prices will increase and unemployment will also increase. And who does that affect? The majority of working poor. There are 40 million so people in the United States who are working you're taking, poor. You're taking someone's economic model and saying this holds more truth than actual instances historically of us raising well, because that wage. is not an argument, TJ. Stick it is an historical argument. Argue, that is not data. Those are it anecdotes. is data. How is that, that not is, data? Those are anecdotes. Oh, it's you not. It's, just okay, wait a minute. Those are specifically it's not, anecdotes. It's not that data. Is not economic data. How is that not? That's not a fucking anecdote. That is. Each that's absurd. You say that is You're an absurd. Anecdote. You can't just say that's not a fucking anecdote. Rise. There's a snowflake on my windshield. Global warming isn't happening. You what? You can't do that. Really? That's not, that's what are you exactly even really, talking about, really, dude? Really, that analogy really. is not going off the rails. That's exactly what you're doing. You're going off the rails on a crazy train. Let me ask you something. This is a very this is a common conservative tactic. Where you fucking isn't going to be higher than the cyclical markets. It's right. I know it is. Like Tarleson. in the middle ask, of a fucking uh-huh. ocean. Like, that's not going to cause this massive unemployment. Raising the minimum wage, like, like you present this as if I'm arguing that I'll raising the minimum wage is going to destroy the economy. It's going to be terrible. I mean, maybe for a place like Nebraska, where, like, you know, the market rate for labor is like eight, nine dollars an hour, we maybe don't that's see, where it's going to be We don't see these local state economies being destroyed when the uh, fucking, it's, in fact, well, the inverse happens. I mean, no going to have a job in Podunk, Nebraska, where, you know, the average, oh my God. The average okay, house, let me ask you a question. three-bedroom so, house is like $300, like that Walk like me that's th- where it will really be affected we see so negative negative hold up walk me through the fucking process okay let's say tomorrow the federal minimum wage is 10 bucks and 10 cents an hour or some shit okay uh-huh. and mcdonald's has to now pay the dude that's flipping burgers instead of maybe six or seven or eight bucks wherever he is state-wise now he's uh-huh. got to pay him fucking 10 bucks an hour across the board <clears throat> how does that do- so so do- are you telling me that mcdonald's is going to lay people off Yes. Okay. Or either, well, they're either going to flip the burgers. Do they not want to make listen, burgers the, the, for people the anymore? research shows – I shouldn't say that it's an automatic. Let me correct myself. The okay. research shows that they will either do one of two things. They sure. will either – Pass the prices on to the the consumers, the, the which, customers. Yeah, that will happen. I agree that will happen. Over a longer period of time, will decrease people coming to their stores because they'll sure. there'll be some better comparative advantage, and then there may be a, a, a lowering in unemployment, or there will what? be hold on. Why would that? I'm sorry. Why would that stop people from coming to their stores? Yeah. All of these, all these consumer, all, all these consumer jobs, all these retail jobs well, pay me, minimum wage or near it. So prices are going to be up across the board. You, like, yep. So McDonald's like comparatively is not going to be any worse than anybody anywhere else. Yeah, there's not going to be anyone who's going to be able to. So it's bullshit. Price. It's, it's bullshit. Well, I mean, it, McDonald's. It, it depends on like how high the price is. Because if you raise it to ten, ten an hour, McDonald's going to be affected. But you know, well, I've seen right. numbers. I've seen numbers on increasing the wage up to uh, ten, ten an hour or thereabouts. Uh-huh. And the actual increase in price, most people yeah, probably won't even fucking true. notice. Uh, I know that that comes from okay. ThinkProgress.org. It comes from a, TJ, a research. Was, uh, what's that? A, that comes your numbers, uh, then. What, 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 what's a Big Mac going to cost like at 10, a, 10 an hour? A buck a Big Mac or something yeah, like that? Uh, I found, that, I found see, listen, that I found statistics all over the place. They did, no, no, look, they I didn't listen. The difference listen, between listen, a averages I did not, and median. Listen, I did not, I did not, I did not rely on one study, all right? It was like a dollar a Big Mac, right? I don't, I don't just look at one number and say, oh, I like this one, and I cherry pick it. What I did is I look at a bunch of numbers, and I try to figure out which one's the most accurate. 
I saw uh, a lot of people did this fucking breakdown of how much the price of the Big Mac would raise. I didn't see anyone say higher than 72 cents, I believe. Right. I didn't see I didn't see anyone say lower than 32 cents. So we're talking about 30 to 70 cent increase uh depending. Yep, that's definitely going to keep people away from fucking McDonald's, dude. Dude, well, I, mean, I work I work for Wendy's when the cost of the junior bacon cheeseburger went up. See, the problem the, the, the <laughs> problem is negative the problem that I have and you and I think very you you're, you you tend to like throw data at people. Data, data, yeah. data. And uh you think you think that this data supports everything that you're saying. You ignore right. kind of what the basis of the minimum wage argument is here like, i agree it, it, that like, that it would be nice it would be hold on let me let me finish let me let me fucking finish it would I'm be sorry. nice if these companies could be fucking incentivized in some way if uh -huh. they if they if they could find it within themselves to give more money to these people who are Jesus starving Christ. on their wages or barely making it having to be subsidized by the fucking government to get by it would be nice they're not going to do it well i mean you, and I think you know I, hold on i think you know they're not going to do it no, I think I, I no. They're not going to give of themselves. Well, yeah, okay, but you can freely make it out of some altruistic desire to make sure people get eat. You can lower their payroll taxes. That would right. make them hire more people. That would make them raise wages. And uh, you can I don't lower, know that it would lead them to hire more people. Also increase I mean, look, the wages uh, of the lower workers. I mean, when it comes to and you can, fast food, uh, uh, decrease the un uncompetitive free trade deals that we're in. That would help our market increase. Uh, compete yeah. internationally, which would also increase our wages. I mean, I mean these are simple things. Let's like, be again, real about fast food work, though. I mean, market effects of you know, sure. the government comes in and forces someone. You gotta, you gotta sell this bread for five cents. Well, I'm saying, well, if you actually want to change the market, you have to change mm -hmm. the psychology and the mentality of people before they see the price of that bread, before they decide to make that purchase. So that's right. the difference. I want to make don't, the bread. I mean, I don't know how to expensive. change people's psychology. I want. I mean, I think. Well, well, well you can do, how it do you by the bread less expensive naturally making or organically following of these simple uh, uh these simple economic uh, uh so things the, like like right. again, solution the solution is cheap bread gotcha. would increase yeah. everybody's wages at the lower ends it simply right. would that's that's a fact it's been shown immigration uh, yeah sure studies. you know why okay. immigration is a problem yeah we could talk about yes. the immigration let's, thing let's talk want. about why immigration is a problem immigration okay. is a problem because Immigrants are allowed by these companies to deflate wages. Yeah, I come. Yeah. I come from it. Hold on, I come from an area of the world. Anecdote: where Mexican people or, or South, Southern Southern Amer South American Central American and Mexican people come to pick grapes uh -huh. and fruit and shit for pennies on the dollar, what you would have to pay an American legally. Uh -huh. And instead of going after these companies that are massively hiring illegal aliens, we go after them. I we know. deport them it's and they problem. come right back. It's it. absurd. I agree with you 100%. And it's because of this, this incestuous relationship. I mean, there's also the pro, uh, the progressive uh, uh, corporate alliance where, you know, on the right wing, it's like, oh, we're going to do good for the economy because that's, the, you know, and on the left wing, it's, oh, we need to be good for these natives and fuck white people. So there's this incestuous relationship where they're pushing this and the ultimate person who gets hurt is the working poor. Let's, I agree uh, with you 100%. Can we, let's just... Okay, let's just reverse out of this a little bit. You just kind okay, of hold on. Hold on. No, 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 no. Hold Let on. him go. Hold on. Let him go. All right, all right. Go one, one, I was one just time, gonna, Paul. No, I was just going to say, like, you just took what I said and added a bunch of your bullshit onto it and repeated it back to me and went, yeah, I totally agree. Well, he, well, just, I mean, he said I he agreed. You tacked on your own stupid fucking ideology to my shit. About where it comes oh, okay. from, but I mean, yeah, you, you don't think that, that it's a problem. All right, all right, all right. So I'm going to back away into some place that yeah, actually, let's do it. I think this is this is Let Paul and, we need and to, Naked Ape. Well, th this actually, they can have their discussion within the framework of this. Because this, I think, needs to be uh, 
this, we need to talk about like the fundamental difference I think between uh, liberalism and conservatism as as we're representing it here. Obviously, different people have different ideas about what those words mean. Uh, now, from my perspective, uh, I I don't know if you know, but when I first started doing YouTube, I was like a big libertarian. Uh, libertarian. I was reading Ayn Rand. I was I was into that stuff. Wow. Uh, now really? I still believe. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now I still That's believe. Like than I've ever gone. I've never read. Sure. Really, I was, dude. I, so you're not I even was, to that point. There was a point where I called myself an objectivist and everything. Oh my fucking god. <laughs> I am an objectivist. You know, whatever. But look, I believe. I, I believe, uh -huh. and I think we can agree on this. Uh huh. Uh. Like pure socialism, pure communism, that doesn't work. Pure capitalism. Uh -huh. Pure capitalism, I also I don't think works either. Um, I but I but I believe capitalism needs to exist. I believe I, that, but I think that when you have uh, capitalism, it leads integrated not, not only to innovation, which innovation is the good side of capitalism. The negative side of capitalism is that it leads to this major. Degrees of social stratification, uh -huh. uh, wealth inequality, all the liberal Bernie Sanders talking points that you're probably very familiar with. Right. So what, what we see on the liberal side as being the solution to that problem is we need laws and we need social programs that can be used to counteract the effects of that social stratification. We need to do things and implement policies that protect not the rich people, but the, the poor people and the working class people. Uh, -huh. uh, and I think that your, your mentality and, you know, you can correct me if I'm wrong is more of like a pull yourself up by your bootstraps thing, which I agree. People should pull themselves up by their bootstraps. To an but extent. Why can't we make that as a society See, easier for them? Why can't we well, put well, laws wait, wait, and policies me, in effect that, that make it easier for them point. to pull themselves up Ultimate by the bootstraps? Go ahead. I'm sorry. It's difficult for me to understand when you guys are talking. Also, everybody's talking at the same time, so I hope your fans know that we're probably going to interrupt each other. So it's okay. It's all good. Don't worry about but it. We both agree that we want the like, like uh, our perspective is the best. You know, the best life for everybody in our countries. We simply disagree on what the data represents and what the uh, like. My problem is when you guys get into this this you know moral grandstanding of don't you think it's right. Don't you yeah. think it's right? It doesn't matter what I think is right or what I think is wrong. And what it does. I think matters at the end of the it day. It actually does. It actually does. Get, what I think matters at the end of the day, what will get more bread onto someone's table? When Honestly, you speak about economic things. If you want to talk okay. about right and wrong, want, go talk about I, pedophilia. Go talk about rape. Go talk about murder. Right and wrong does not exist in the realms of fact. In economics, you can judge with facts. That so didn't get answered. Issue. I had a question that didn't get answered because in most places the tip to minimum wage is lower than the regular minimum Usually wage. Usually like 314. And uh -huh. I, I want to ask how you feel about those prices I, being let me, let me answer that passed question. on I to the customers. I feel the same way about that as I do – I mean I feel the same way about that as I do about uh, – uh, workers owning the means of production. If you want to set up a a corporation where uh, like everybody who works there owns a portion of the of the uh, uh, of the company I'll and understand. see if that works better, then that would do two things. If it does work better, it would give you a better product for the customer and you would get more customers. If it gives better wages, then you would get better labor and you would get higher wages. So and get more everybody. It sounds like there. socialism to me. So so like. If you know, if if the place that I live is like eleven dollars the minimum wage, but for uh -huh. like a tipped employee, it's like four dollars. It's right. my responsibility as a customer 
to supplement this person's wages because their employer well, will not l- pay let me, them let me a ask fair you this wage? Question. Uh, what would the difference be between uh, – and this is sort of like the mentality. And I, I want you to set this up as like this math equation, right? Okay. So let's say hypothetically you have two businesses – I don't one know if I'm going to be able to do a fucking one, math equation right now. Well, well, this is just a hypothetical, right? So there's not going to be any real math. I'm bad at math, too. Don't worry about it. Good. So let's do a math equation. Both places, let's say hypothetically, the end result is the same, that they right. get the same amount of, of wages, right? Let's see, okay. for hypothetically speaking. Before we go into this, the, can you tell me, can you tell me, do you support a lower minimum wage for tipped employees? I than, would have to see, and this is the question I'm asking. After okay. the tips are counted, do they actually get more money than they would, or the same Sometime, amount of money be, as the minimum? I want to know why the consumer the answer, has the to. to that is I want to know why the consumer has to pick up that load. Why does the consumer have to pick up that load because the employer won't pay? Yeah, their because if you need, you know, we've, we've, we've been, I mean, I, I, been, I, why? I do. Listen, I do. listen, I, listen. In these you don't two, care how much the consumer pays. Okay, two, two yeah. Wendy's, two, two Applebee's. No one tips one Wendy's. So two Applebee's. No one tips Wendy's. Hold on, two Applebee's. Let, let, got right. Whatever. You know what I'm talking about. Two Applebee's. One two of them Applebee's. raises prices in order to raise the wage. Right. Right. One of them doesn't raise prices, and they have tips. Right. Right. Let's say hypothetically, the end result is that the the waiters make the same amount of money. Right. Mm-hmm. What's the fucking difference? Who gives a fuck if at the end of the day the well, waiters that's are a making big, the same amount of money? That's a that's big. The that's a big hypothetical, though. Yeah, it's a really it's a big hypothetical, hypothetical question. So in order to answer that question, I'd have to ask: uh, uh, Does it give the waiters better wages with do the tips you support, or without? Do you support the public paying more? Uh, for a lower tip to minimum uh, wage. Either way, is the what public is paying the same amount. The public is either tipping okay. or the public is paying higher prices. This is the thing. You These don't prices are not the fixed. Economy is These a prices are not system. fixed. Like, right. There's it's, a it's, profit margin. Uh, let me tell you guys a little, uh, a little story. Um, and I think we probably, I don't know, you guys might have had the same experience as kids. Uh-huh. This is something kids get told a lot. You know, um, you'll notice that something is unfair to you, mm-hmm. right? And you'll bring it up to the adults, the authority figures, and you'll say, "Well, this isn't fair." And they say, "Well, life isn't fair, is it?" And I think to myself, I thought to myself as a kid, like, "Yeah, I mean, I guess it's not. There's certain things that can't be avoided. But when you're the one creating the unfairness, you don't get to then excuse it by saying, "Well, it's the world doing it. It's not me." And I feel like you're doing the same argument right now. Like what I'm yeah, actually we, doing we, is no, we could, you with we could make it we Be could quiet, make it fair. Dude. We Be could quiet. make it fair. We could make it fair, but that's just not what reality is. Well, yeah, well, I know that's not what reality is. I'm advocating changing reality to what I want it to be. Well, what you're actually doing is you're advocating ignoring morality in order ex- ignoring mm-hmm. reality in, mm-hmm. to impose your own subjective version of reality and what makes you feel right. better. Like it feels okay. better to force those dirty corporations to pay those uh, those poor defenseless waiters more uh-huh. money and make the customer pay more for their thing. But the end result, right. if the end result is the same that the waiters get the same amount of money, mm-hmm. who cares? I'm well, talking it, about not the morality that's a big if. system. That's a big if, and that's only for waiters. I'm talking about what mm-hmm. actually helps people. You're right. talking about this morality. Where so it's what do you want to do? All right, let me ask you this then. What do you want to do to help people? What do you want to do well, to help raise wages well, I mean, in America? What I want to do is I want to make the trade deals better. I want to lower <laughs> mass immigration. And trade I deals? also want to uh, make better schools. And I think schools would be better if it was... Uh, I mean, charters, what do you think about, you know, like I, most most economists think that the, that uh, immigration helps the economy. Well, they're stupid. 
Like if so you, you don't agree. The, if you look at if you look at the economy as a number on the page, right? If okay. you brought four hundred billion people into the United States and well, each of them made not, one dollar yeah. a day, that would increase the economy by four hundred sure. billion dollars. Man, you hate but anecdotes, then, you but think, you love these I'm hypotheticals, sorry, don't you? Don't you think that because, do, because we live in this, you love these creative the, fucking don't hypotheticals? Don't you think that because we live in this, this uh, you, you get to set up absurd fucking things that will never? There's an Applebee's on this corner and Applebee's on this corner. That proves nothing. Well, Saying importing a billion people and they all make a dollar a day? And you're pissing on anecdotes? What are you talking about, dude? What I'm setting up, what I'm doing is I'm Calm setting down, up these Paul. hypotheticals to try and explain to you the basic economic pro right. pro uh, pro these basic economic yeah principles. So the basic economic sure. principle behind what you said, mass immigration is good yeah. for the economy. Well, let me ask you, whose economy do you think is better? India's or the United Kingdom? Because based on some different measurements, India's economy is actually well, has India's, a higher GDP India's than the economy, United Kingdom's. Oh, India's economy no, no, is growing no, no. faster than the United Kingdom's at this point. Because GDP doesn't mean... Look, I mean, India's yeah, undergoing... Exactly. A, under, India's undergoing uh, GDP per capita. It's sure. how wealthy an individual person is. Sure, I That's agree. what really matters. It's beyond that, though, too. But, I mean, like, you have, we, you also have to bring to that statistics, though, that India is, is a growing economy and, and UK's economy. I mean, it's kind of stagnant at this point. Well, I mean, the, the, the uh, a lot of Western is, countries I mean, have stagnant economies. One year, one year that low as India, there's only one way to go, and that way is up. You know, so well, not necessarily. You can stay in the same place. I oh, mean, yeah, you, know. you can always well, go could, further but, down you know, into the gutter too. <laughs> well, India is the second most populous country in the world. Sure. So they're also a under, lot they're of... undergoing a bit of a fucking industrial revolution yeah, still yeah. right now. So, yeah. I mean, like they're in that phase of their fucking country's development. Well, yeah. so, I mean, you can't really look at them. About, you know, the motion. Let's right. take a snapshot. Right. India has like billion, billion and a half people. Like I don't know. Has so many people. An insane amount of people. Has like 68 million. Yeah. Uh, like it's like uh, all like less that. than twice of Texas. The United Kingdom has almost a better economy than India's. Whose economy do you think is better? And this is supposed to explain to you the economic principle of why mass immigration is stupid because right. it raises this number on the page the economy at the direct expense of the people in that economy. So the average person in that economy has lower wages per capita, but the numbers going up on paper, boys, we're well, doing I, great. It's, it's I stupid. think it's me. I, I think what it basically is is kind of the issue we got into earlier. Uh, not so much that, but just the fact that so many of these companies are just exploiting these people for fucking cheap labor. Yeah, and, we and I hate it. And we don't. We don't do anything we to stop it. Company. There, I was wondering, uh, naked we should. apes. Uh, I, well, at least we can fucking, uh, of all the things we disagree on, at least we can agree that the actual solution to the immigration problem is not building a big wall and beefing up border security, but de-incentivizing companies and people from hiring the um, illegal immigrants at you, uh, substandard wages help. to begin with. But, I mean, maybe know, a I little. Think that de incentivizing is a huge portion of it. Uh, I think well, it's. I think it's, I think de-incentivizing corporations from hiring these people is and farmers and shit like that is a much bigger yeah, part of the solution. No, de-incentivizing is too. A wall. It's, it, it, that's way too. That's light language, dude. It, it needs to be illegal to hire somebody that's not a citizen and pay them less than whatever the federal standard is. I'm pretty sure it, it is illegal, it, but you know, well, it is, but no it needs to be enforced. It needs to be enforced. Can yeah, it be? I, Maybe you know. It can be. I wanted to move on to something else, but before we do that, I did want to say 
the one thing I agreed on with Naked Ape over TJ was the Devin Tracy. Devin Tracy. Yeah. I, I well, I I don't know exactly. You're gonna bring that shit up. Come on. I'm gonna. That's no. Just... Well, he's saying he agrees with you. I mean, yeah, what the fuck? I mean, like, whatever. <laughs> Do you want me to hang up on you? Like, <laughs> fuck you, dude. Is this old drama? I don't uh, care about that anymore. Yeah, I don't think I do either. Oh, oh, well, um, okay. No one cares, Ben. Sorry, Ben. No one cares, buddy. Uh, well, whatever. <laughs> uh, let me just. Uh, you want to move on? You want to move on to further now. discussion, or do you want to go into videos and take a look uh, and see? It, it, it's it's up to you. I mean, it's your show. I would like to go to the financial transaction tax if you'd like to. All right. Uh, well, let's cover that. Just... Let's cover that very briefly. Okay. Uh, I think the financial uh, now look financial transaction taxes. They've worked in plenty of countries. I mean, I looked at the Sweden thing. I have to give you. A, I have to concede a point on there because yeah, it, it they tried it in Sweden. It didn't work. It failed. All their fucking uh, a bunch of people who were investing in their marketplace left and went elsewhere. They went to London for the most part. Uh -huh. uh, so that did happen. That's one example of a financial transaction tax. There's plenty of other. Uh, there's plenty of other countries that have instituted it. Germany has one, for instance. Uh, tons of other countries have instituted it. It's not led to the same result across the board. Well, I uh, mean. The thing about those times, like we could talk about the United Kingdom's financial transaction tax. The United Kingdom's financial transaction is tax nine. is lower than what Bernie Sanders wants to implement. Sure. And it also has loopholes for over 70% of all trading. Right. And we could talk about France's financial transaction tax. It's also lower than what Bernie Sanders wants right. to say. And well, maybe Bernie's was too high specifically... then. But the problem, I, the problem I have with it is um, you, know, you, you, you pull out these statistics and you say, well – People only make an average of 2%. Like, I'm sorry, but the, the people that this really affects are not making 2%. They wouldn't even be bothering with the fucking stock market if they were only getting a 2% return well, on investment. I mean, like, like we're, talking about, in, we're talking about speculators. No, we're talking about speculators here. There we go. We're talking about people who basically they're not, they're not doing like you or I would do. If, we're, if I was going to invest in a company or you were or any of us here because we're just small fish in terms of finances and money. I mean, I don't know. Maybe you're a secret billionaire. But – uh, if we invest in a company, we're going to. I'm going to put some money in this company, and I'm going to. It's hopefully going to grow. What these right. people are doing is they're constantly trading all day long, all the time. They're not trying to ride, actually invest in a company. They're trying to ride a wave of like, ooh, I there's growth that. happening here. Ooh, there's growth happening here. Ooh, there's growth nope. happening here. I'm a day trader. Oh well, that's I, that explains why you never have any fucking money. It's well, I mean, oh, it, it goes up, actually, it goes up, uh, it goes up. Oh, no, no, here. no, you're a uh, liar. There's, there's a reason why not many people actually use hedge fund manager, managers. Yeah. Because right. the statistics show that the hedge funds, they take a percentage of, of your investment in fees. And also, they don't actually perform all that well when sure. compared to just the Dow. You could just right. buy one stock and everything on Dow, and you would do perform better than a hedge fund manager. That's why a lot of well, the then, teachers, unions, and everything then there's are no, switching over. Then to it's like, not really uh, that big of a problem. Because we made this big deal about, like, oh, if you do four trades of the stock a year, well, it's, the thing not is, many is people. That, who needs to do that? Unless that you're doing affect. that that fucking uh, you know that high speed trade. TJ would shit. rather well, well, uh, bet the on thing, the roulette wheel. That's why you and, have no oh, fucking dude, money. I lost the same difference. Oh, you're right because I lost so much fucking money in Vegas. I know it's ridiculous. So don't talk shit about me. Bitch. I ain't talking shit. You did. I ain't talking shit. You just did. No, I just telling it like it really. Fuck you, faggot. It's all right. You lost a bunch of money in Vegas. I lost a shit ton of money in Vegas. Yeah, I saw the bank account. Roulette. Wall Street is a big fucking. So don't say that explains why you. 
have no fucking money. Well, hey, I mean, it's You're the same. Garbage. We're doing the same thing, nope, dude. We're gambling ape, our money. Naked yep. ape on you. I'm on your I side. Agree. TJ's garbage. <laughs> I mean, like. TJ's right. TJ's right. You invested in the stock market. They explained you have no money. Oh, no. I blew all my fucking money out of well, fucking day roulette trading shit. Oh, why don't you blow me? That's day, day trading is shit. different. Uh, Whatever. Day trading is basically the same as betting it all on fucking 32. It's not. Why don't you blow some of this money my way, dude? Yeah. Yeah. Keep yeah, doing dude, it. Yeah. I'll set up a uh, wheel like in my house and I'll call everybody out. Call the architect manager, dude. Because <laughs> it, it de incentivizes people from making investments, period, yeah. which means that it's like it does two things. Like you're think, saying that it, it's going to lower speculation, right? Yeah. Like, it's right. going to lower these people who are just, you know, they're just buying, they're just building these bubbles. But the problem is that what it actually does, it lowers the overall volume of trades because people sure. will trade less. And yeah. when people trade less, it actually makes the market more volatile. Because, yeah. like, like, if you have uh, like two people, like, who are saying I'm gonna buy this this uh, this coin for fifty cents, and then this guy I'm gonna buy this coin for five dollars. You don't know what the fuck's happening. Whereas I if disagree. There's massive amount of trades, it's gonna be mm-hmm. everybody's screaming, and you can find out what the actual market rate is. That's what actually happens. I, I disagree because these look these speculators they they intentionally drive up and drive down prices all the time. And when they drive up the prices of certain stocks, they create bubbles. And when the bubbles burst. Uh, it, it fucks up the economy. That's how you end up with these fucking huge uh, recessions and bust cycles, Well, I mean, dude. like, not, I mean, it's not just, you know, like, people in a back room who are going into this thing and saying, Oh, I know hey, it's not. Let's all it's, just it's, it's, it's fucking a bunch of giant corporations and rich people who have advanced computer well, I mean, algorithms that are it, fucking it's not even monitoring the, the stock market. The advanced it computers, is. what that actually does, it's not like, you know, they're making instant trades, like, compute. what they're actually doing is they're placing a trade instantly in the system. So instead right. of, like, like before, what you'd have to do is you'd have to say, okay, I want to buy this for five dollars, and uh, you know it suddenly rises to six, so I, I can't buy it for six uh, for five dollars anymore because it's too high, right? Okay. So that actually increases mark. It increases the amount of trades you can do because before it was that before this existed. Uh, you had to pay like 20% of a surcharge to the mm-hmm. trader in order to even make the trade in case it suddenly went up or down. So this actually just increases market efficiency. So what you're doing will increase market volatility, decrease efficiency, decrease trades, decrease investment, and ultimately yeah. it will lower the, uh, uh, the those veracity are not, of the economy. Those are not real investments. And look, th- there's a it, reason that people look is, at the— What is and isn't a real investment? It's all money. Invest- it's, it's money. It is all money, it's but like when the money, money. when the money is all just, it's, it's slushing around. It's just slushing around. Yeah, it's slushing not, around. It's not Companies staying anywhere long enough to actually. All the fucking time. Yeah. It's liquidity. Sure. Apple wants to get five hundred. But it's moving around too much ago. to actually do anything. It's moving around. To, look, when people look at the stock market and they wonder, oh, look, the stock market's doing so well, and yet jobs are doing so poorly, or this is doing so poorly, or the middle class is doing so poorly. The reason the stock market's doing well is because of the exact kind of trade you're talking about. It doesn't because trickle down to normal people. Do, do you have any data it's not, to back that up? No, it's not because of computers. It's because of speculation. It's because of day trading. It's because of people just fucking ta- riding waves and not actually creating anything, not actually doing anything of benefit to society, just shuffling money around uh, you know, pulling the, it out of thin air and shit. This may be a consequence of the copious amounts of marijuana that I smoke, but yeah. the last 10 minutes of this economics conversation have been like, this is why my video was 30 minutes fucking long because these are complicated issues that you have to get into well what the data shows is that volatility will increase trading will go down uh the amount of uh, the amount of speculation you know the the speculation these bubbles that's going to go up 
Even, sure. I mean, even if you say we need again, this is you imposing morality and ignoring reality. Yeah, it's, I don't the reality, think it's morality. Of this morality. Is all of the things that you say are bad mm-hmm. with an FTT will get worse. That's right. simply how it is. I, do unless, you, I mean, once in the, again, in the, in the once again, exception, unless once you again, have a though, very small once again, look, transaction tax. I'm sorry. Very, don't you see? Don't you see a trend here? Designed. Don't you see a trend here? Where I cite reality and things that have actually happened, and then you cite some conservative economics model that you just you have are faith in. What you're talking about, what you're I, talking I, about, is an article of faith. Like, that's not it, anecdotal. It's like going We're talking about. And saying the oh my weather. god, that's not yeah. data. No, it's not. Dude. That is an no, it's anecdote. not. That analogy is an dog argument. shit. That analogy is dog shit. I'm sorry. All right, well, we're gonna move on. We're gonna watch some fucking videos. Yeah, please, please. The people are the people grow weary of this economics. Oh, the people are not the debate. only ones, and so does yeah. uh, so does our fat resident fat fuck Paul. Yeah, yeah I, I'm honestly this is an interesting topic, but it's something. Hey, uh, my boyfriend wants to go see Beauty and the Beast. It's okay if I skip out and go do that. Go ahead. All right, hey, it's, and, super and, nice talking, guys. Do, uh, like I said, I disagree with you. Uh, yeah. but I have no animosity towards you guys. Right. And, I had no uh, idea you were gay. Yeah, he's gay. Do oh, me by the way, are you top or bottom? Yeah, I had I had no idea who was gay. He's gay. Do me, do, me a fa- do me a favor, Naked Ape. Uh, d- just to show you that there's no fucking animosity, even though we got a little salty. Uh-huh. Go and suck your boyfriend's dick real good for us tonight. <laughs> and tell him it's from the drunken uh, I, peasants, okay? okay? I am going to remember your beard, and I'm going to remember to tickle yeah. his ball sack with Tickle my his balls like a beard and say, this is from Paul's ego and, right uh, here. When you're, when you're there, think, when uh, you're there uh, in the no, theater, no, no, hey, no. let me just do me, no. do me a favor, he, too. When you're there in the theater, look me. in the eyes of those poor middle, uh, those poor minimum wage workers working there and uh, and just realize that no. you're trying to fuck Hold them. You know what I'm going to say to those poor minimum wage workers? You're poor because you fucking deserve to be poor. You're poor. You deserve to be poor. He yeah, remembered me, and, 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 and he was see surprised. How, see how you're treated at the theater. He remembered me, and I was surprised. He was surprised that I didn't wear the mask. Oh, I think yeah. that just clears that I'm so the most beautiful. attractive <laughs> of you all. All right. I'm what talk do you nice recall? <laughs> the Bye. sexiest drunken peasant of all. Thanks for being on. Ben, the sexy peasant. Had a very lovely face. I do have a shiny <laughs> nose, too, though. Yeah, that's from all the drinking. And he had bulging muscles poking out all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> all of the other peasants <laughs> were fat and doughy blobs of shit. <laughs> with greasy front-ass belly buttons and big pendulous man tits. <laughs> Love it. Pendulous. <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember where this is. Uh, where this, is what? Where the, what? Uh, I don't know. Oh, the, the, chat, the, the chat thing. No. <laughs> they, please tell me they're not stuck forever. <laughs> We're stuck with them. Oh, no. This is the show now. Oh, we no. just look at the chat. I've died and gone to hell, dude. It's a, it's an episode of the Drunken Peasants where I have to see the. Oh, oh stop! What are you guys? Dude. That was funny. I know, like, like I, a dick. I probably talked dude, less dude, during that segment. What, any just, segment ever. I didn't. I I had no idea he was gay, and he was like me and my boyfriend. I'm like, uh, you didn't sorry. even know. I no, know. no. Well, I said he was a faggot. You guys thought I was just joking. Yeah, yeah. I thought well, you meant like you called me a faggot, faggot, not actual before. faggot. No, I mean like I was talking faggot, faggot. Like faggot. I'm talking faggot. like sucking dicks, sucking dicks in his butt and sticking dicks in other dudes' butts. Up at like 5 a.m. I think it's cute that he's taking his boyfriend to see Beauty and the Beast. Oh, that is sweet. Aww. I've woken up at 5 a.m. and gotten uh, random text messages from TJ that just said faggot. Faggot. Yeah, he does that he to me too. Me a f- yeah. He'll just, he just like tag me, me on Twitter sometimes and just be like faggot. faggot. TJ, like, right. I, I want to air this now. Good. Do you have my fucking phone number blocked? No. 
Oh, you lying sack of shit. What are you talking about? Oh, you right lying sack of shit. I try to call you, and it goes straight to voicemail, but you message me. It comes through, like, immediately. I got messages. TJ oh, has go ahead. blocked. Go ahead and call me now. Hashtag, Hashtag TJ blocked ben. ben. Yeah. Call what me now, piece bitch. Of shit. Hashtag TJ blocked Ben. I thought we were friends. What a piece of shit. Just call I me, know, I hate You know what, Ben? No, I'm trying no, to prove you. You know what, Ben? No. When we no, argue, it, even if we argue, dude, if you call me, I pick up the phone. Well, do me I and not? Paul hung out today, and we're yeah, dude, it doesn't go straight to voicemail. Dude, you know what's funny Paul's as shit? No, no. I fucking I leave for fucking what two minutes. I leave for two minutes. Leave what these dudes in here for two minutes to go smoke a cigarette. I guess it was fucking five or ten minutes. I come back up. They're already arguing about. Let me see. I'll see who started the fucking church thing. No, I'll we show you really what's No, no, we were no. Having a conversation, and, and they were just looked it up. Oh, yeah, they went looked there it was, up. There was, there was, there was salt. No, there was no, no salt. No, no, zero we, salt. You we didn't argue about I was, it. I was scared when no. I came in here. There we were was just one who started flying. the Church of England. Yeah, dude. We just technically we, Henry VIII. Yeah. Started. Paul got salty when he found out he wasn't right. No, I didn't. He cried. I, really? I actually, ha it was a good conversation. It was fun. He cried tears. Not really blood. interesting. It's probably more interesting than Naked Ape pontificating about economics. But some of those analogies, wow. Ooh, those yeah. Were, well, uh, let's just those say uh, you've got a billion whoopity boops and a billion shibbity boops, <laughs> and you charge. It's like fuck me, man. All right. I mean, maybe the dog and pony show, shit. dude. All right. Imagine you want to like bang dudes in the ass, and like, I want to understand. To put you I'm gonna, to death. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna lay, I'll be laying in bed tonight. Like, how is data from after the minimum wage has been raised? Anecdotal evidence. I'm gonna be. I'm, yeah. I'm never gonna figure that one out. Not That's sure. like the riddle of the fucking Sphinx. Yeah, it really yeah. is. Hashtag what? TJ blocked Ben. He did. Block Ben. Oh my god. What a piece you of shit. Him? I can't oh believe my he did it. You mad at ben I can't believe he did it to me after all these years. After all these years. I don't know. I just. I was sick of your shit, Ben. I don't know what to tell Whatever. you. Whatever. Troll or not bother. a troll. Troll or not a troll. Let's do it. Let's do oh, it. He's so eager to move on. To Let's move on to troll or not a troll. Moving on. Actually, I guess we should shill a little more. Uh, we'll do it after Troll or Not a Troll. No, fuck it. We'll do it now. All right. So, uh, everybody, I don't know if you guys uh, were here for the beginning of the show when we talked about the fact that we now have a brand new Vimeo exclusive episode available. Uh, it is the Drunken Peasants versus the Young Turks. We watched five hours of Young Turks video. Yep. And we are now presenting it to you on a silver fucking platter. You can buy it. The link is down below. You can also join uh, the Drunken Peasants um, uh, on, demand. on Demand service. We have uh, we just over, over, over 70 hours of content and more is being added all the time. We just added our recent Onision yep. episode. Yeah. And and just so people know, because month. Like, uh, you can subscribe for one month, watch everything, and unsubscribe. It's not yeah. something you have to pay every month if you don't want to. But you know what? If you do, just subscribe. If you do, uh, we add subscribe for as long as you want to watch it. This month alone, Quit I've when added. You Three videos, and I'm going to start adding behind-the-scenes footage cool. yeah. of us setting up the show. Neat. So there's going to be stuff on there that only So, yeah, we're going to be trying to create as much content for that as possible. There's already, awesome. already over 70 hours of content there. Yep, That's a shitload of stuff for people to watch, especially you're bored. You want new drunken peasants, but you ain't got it. That's like a season Check of a out. show. Yeah. You know what that's I mean? more like, than a season it, of a yeah. show. I mean, like 70 a, hours? Yeah, that's like three seasons yeah, or four seasons huge. of a show. That's it's huge. Like a full binge watch on Netflix. Netflix. So yeah. if you're a big Drunken Peasants fan, you want access to an archive of a lot of our old stuff Plan and uh, a lot of, some, even space. some new stuff. Oh, dude, there's and some the classic Canyon shit in there, too. Uh, I also want to mention um, 
that uh, we're probably going to be doing the Drunken uh, Peasants uh, private show for our patrons uh, this weekend because we really don't have any other time we can do it. Cool. Uh, I'd imagine that's probably going to be on Saturday or Sunday. We'll probably have a formal announcement uh, later in this week, so stay tuned for I that. I want to say, like, Drunken Peasants fans in Portland... Maybe we might hang out. Maybe, Maybe so. Maybe we'll have a little mini meetup in oh, Portland. Not an actual meetup, yeah. but like, and come our, hang uh, out with our us. Our DP Discord smoke sesh people, you'll bitches. hear from us pretty soon on that. Yeah, we'll, we'll um, be making announcements we'll make, we'll make sure our patrons. Everybody knows uh, where everybody's going and when. So, Oh, yeah. Stay tuned for that shit. So, you know what? I want to address one more thing okay, before we move ahead. on. Good. We try to do the right thing for you guys and tell you that there's not an episode on Friday. And you guys freak out. Yeah. And don't remember there was an episode on Wednesday. Yeah. We do two episodes a week. We'd already done one on Monday and Wednesday. I want to, like, give all the confidence in the world to you guys. Yeah. Even though I'm drunk. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, Scotty called me out of the blue, and he's like, hey, Paul, can you make a... Because some people are confused. Can you just let people know, hey, no show on Friday because you already got two, and we'll see you next week. I was like, sure. So I cut a quick video and, like, immediately had, like, 28 million down votes and everybody was like you guys just moved to two shows a week and now you're skipping shows no we did one we did. Like, <laughs> but no he didn't skip a show so clearly i caused confusion with my sorry there's no third extra show on friday this week video <laughs> sorry you don't get more shows than usual this so week won't happen again but boo but just Boo. to remind everybody, two shows a week now, usually it's Monday and Friday. Sometimes it can be to, Monday and Wednesday. We have to move a show here and there, but it's going to be two shows a week. Yeah. And then on the off days, two Regardless of what of the schedule is, there's going to be two shows a week. Yep. And, and if, if, if there's not, you're going to know in advance, so don't worry. It's not going to be something that's just announced, you know, whatever. Yep. It might be Monday and Wednesday. might be Wednesday and Friday. It's usually going to be Monday and Friday. Yep. So, just want to clear the air on that. All right, I, I guess I should, before we even get into Troll or Not a Troll. <laughs> oh, shit. I guess I should talk about this experience I had uh, recently. Um, I have some uh, stories from Vegas, but this one I think is particularly funny. Um, now, you know that I'm, I'm like 6'5", and I look kind of scraggly. And if you don't know me, I can look kind of maybe intense in the eyes a little bit. So, I'm a... Uh, I'm waiting on our hotel room was on the 25th floor, so usually when the elevator came, uh, it was empty because you know if it's going down, the only where it's coming down from is the 26th floor. There's not usually people on the 26th floor either that or it's just come up to the 25th floor. So 99 times out of 100, we got in this elevator empty. Now I had a, a song stuck in my head. I had the song Vertigo by U2 stuck in my head. And the only part of that song I know is the part that goes like, Hello, hello, in a place comfort. Right. Now I'm waiting for the elevator to take me down to the casino floor. And because it's always empty, I had no compunction about just standing right there. In like, you know, just waiting. Like I'm just standing like right there, dude. This is the elevator doors right here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And uh, I was—I just started singing that song just as the elevator door opens, and there was people in there. I made eye contact with a dude that was standing basically like right here. Oh shit! Okay, he's—he's he's right in front of me. Yeah, that's not good. The second the elevator doors open, what he sees is—is is just not giant TJ. 
And I, like, I'm, the line I said right then was, hello, hello. So I look like this weird, deranged fucking maniac that when the elevator door opens, I'm just like, hello, hello. Oh, God. <laughs> and they looked at me with a look of sheer, dark Let's terror. Let's talk about this, TJ. Let's the drunk talk. peasants saved my life. He, uh, you, you know, Onision. Onision. So many fucking people saved his oh, life. Oh, yeah, that's true. Onision saved a lot of this lives. This is a low cost <laughs> t shirt. No. Yes. No, you're kidding. No. This is, yeah, go figure. <laughs> this The shirt with the text all, all stretched out, long ways and shit. This is not our finest shirt, but you could buy it. You can wear it. You can let people know that the drunken peasants. Saved your life. There's there's already been several buyers. If you're one of the people out there who feels like the drunken peasants saved your there's life. There's so many people that reached out to me. Let people know. Let people know by putting it on a shirt and wearing it around town. Let yeah. people know that the drunken peasants podcast saved, saved your, your life. Fucking- <laughs> saved your marriage. Got your kids off drugs, <laughs> refinanced your fucking home, and whatever let them we know did in beautiful, eye-catching, stretched-out uh, <laughs> aerial font, dude. Yeah, overstretched aerial font draws the eye like no other fucking font, dude. People will be like, "What the fuck is that?" That'll get uh, fixed in post-production. No, fuck that, dude. In post. We'll I fix like it in better. post. No, it's, it, it should stay the way it is. Yeah. Okay. I, think, I think it should. I think it looks, I think it it's looks, a fucking work of art. That is a god-tier level awesome <laughs> it's very, shirt right there. It's very cheap, too. Yeah, it's only 15 bucks. Yeah. Whatever. Sweet. That's cheap for, uh, for uh, Teespring, so... Buy our shirt. Let people know that the drunken peasants saved you. Yeah. We saved and your take soul. Take a picture of you wearing it. We're basically Christ-like figures. Us. Uh, anyway, I guess we can do Troll or Not a Troll now. Hello, and welcome to the first episode of Noah's Feed Review. Today we will be reviewing Craft... Paul? Is this you, <laughs> TJ? Uh, no, this is not me. I was actually about to ask Paul if this was like his illegitimate son. Oh, no, son. no, no. <laughs> TJ, I'm going to ask if it's you. Miracle is it me? Miracle Miracle His overall lack of a chin... TJ. Miracle Weep. Duty calories per serving. Duty calories per serving. I don't think so yet. I want to see if he eats it. I personally have enjoyed Miracle Whip on quite a few occasions. Troll. You don't fucking say, dude. You don't fucking say. I don't know. I've never ate a whole spoonful at one time. I've never ate a whole spoonful at one time. fat titties. Oh, Oh, my God. He's got like D cup titties. His dude. tits are bigger than his head. <laughs> the jaw is almost empty because I love milk and whip, so I like milk and whip. But you can I can, see I, the texture. The texture. Very queamy. Very, very queamy. Very, very queamy. Oh, yeah, get a big What is this fucking voice? Very queamy. The mimic whip is very creamy. Oh, yeah. Oh, he's going to eat it. Ben, you can ben watch, can't, dude. Ben can't handle this. Dude, you gotta watch. This you is like face your the ben, fire, This ben. is Ben's bear trap video, dude. Oh, me. Yum. It's very creepy. Is it very creepy? It's baby creepy. The fuck is he doing? Very strong taste. You still think this is a troll? I don't think this is a troll. Not a troll. No, this kid. 
No, I, I, the only thing I don't believe him on is that he said this is his He's first time just eating a spoonful of Miracle Whip. <laughs> yeah, he might be lying, but that's I think not trolling. That that's, I, don't, I think if you this go to his pantry, it's just stacks of yeah. Miracle Whip. I think, if, I think if you punctured one of those not titties on his chest, Miracle Whip would pour not out of the wound. Troll. Yep. Not I think he's ninety percent. You know how like human body is like eighty percent water or some shit. I think he's eighty percent Miwigui. He's like the Michelin Man, but made of Miracle Whip. Stay puffed Miwigui Man. What do you say? What do I say? Uh, troll. Not a troll. I think he's a troll. I don't. I. I, I don't think that voice is real. I want. I don't want to believe that voice is real. No, that's a real deal, dude. That's a real kid out there that I thought he was going to start a food review channel. No, I don't want it. I don't want to believe it. Yep. By eating a spoonful of Miwikubi. I agree with Paul. Why did that kid knowing? Because you know he knows he has that speech impediment. Why did he pick the hardest fucking thing to pronounce? Because he's a troll. Because he's a fucking troll. That's why. No, I don't think so, dude. Not a troll. The 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 gavel's down. Oh my god! Go thing. That that haircut on the national news. On TJ. the national news. TJ, are you with me? You with TJ, me, TJ? I'll tell you what, Jim Ass is coming to town. That's all I want to say. You better watch out. You better not cry. Oh, dude, I can't. Uh, well. I mean, I don't know. Jim as it is It's always an interesting show when Jim's in town. Iraqi forces continued their push toward the old city of Mosul this weekend. <laughs> what the boom? Troops cool. on the ground are closing in on the Al Nuri Mosque, a strategic and symbolic prize. It's part of a massive operation to put almost feel like Michael I accidentally Bay. pulled so a fucking news story from 2006 or some shit. It is insane that this is still like <laughs> this type of active civilian bombing campaign is still going on in Iraq this many years fucking later. Well, we can't just leave. CBS oh. News correspondent Charlie Daggett joins us now on the phone from Erbil, which is in northern Iraq. Uh, Charlie, let me begin by asking you, how close are Iraqi forces to fully liberating Mosul from ISIS? <laughs> liberating. They shoot mortars in their back fucking yard. Are we still calling this liberation? They're shooting mortars in their backyard. Yeah, they're firing mortars on a city. Is that liberating a city or bombing the fuck out of it? Here's a guy with an AK-47, something like that's that. That's not an AK. That's a big ass fucking uh, LMG. Remember when the uh, Japanese liberated Pearl Harbor? possibly uh, and the reason is this, as they continue to clear those said the Al-Nuri Mosque, which is in the old city, they're now... Dude, look at those liberation missiles they're flying off of, out, out of those liberation mortars. Those are, those are grenades. Dude, the sound of freedom raining down on Mosul. He's firing artillery. They can't fire artillery into those neighborhoods. It's harder to direct airstrikes. It's harder for helicopters. See, this looks a lot worse than it is. Really, like, all that's firing out of there is red, white, and blue confetti. Hundreds of thousands of people who are yeah, still sure. in those neighborhoods, and we've seen thousands, tens of thousands of civilians trying to see, and the Iraqi forces enter those neighborhoods. It's not even a level playing field anymore. It's actually stacked in ISIS's favor because Jesus they've been Christ, man. Yeah. Are these like even American military? No, at this these point? are this is uh, are these, these are Iraqi forces? Because that well, some of those dudes did not look Iraqi. Well, no, we're we're we're, we're helping them out. Oh, okay. we're helping them out. We're doing it. It's this is more of our proxy war bullshit. Fighting within the civilian neighborhoods, and especially when you think about American airstrikes. Trust me, I've witnessed. 
strength and the effectiveness of these airstrikes in open fighting in places like Mosul and Fallujah and places uh, like Sinjar. When it doesn't even look like there's going to be much of this place left by the time this fighting is over. Like well, how many times? Because this, this is Mosul, right? Yeah. yeah. How many times has the city been retaken and liberated and retaken and liberated? What are we on now? The third round of this bullshit? Probably, At least. Probably more. I mean, it's crazy. You don't have to worry civilian Fuck. population there. Look at that. Incredibly right in the middle of the city. Mushroom cloud. And that's fine. They go to the airport and they can... Imagine if you were standing in the center of that ball. What are you even left with at the end of the fucking fighting? Yeah, like, what are you fighting for at this point? Like, a rubble heap? Whoa! Whoa! Dude, this is our rubble heap now, bitch! Wow, hold on. That, that was like a Hellfire missile that, or some shit. like, that deserves... Shouldn't you do your Hellfire missile in a peephole thing? Instant DP action news replay? All right, yeah, let's take a look. here it is. Nothing. All right, let's take a look at this. Slow-mo, totally dude. slow-mo it? Boom! Wow. wow. That, that looked like it originated on the ground, actually. Kaboom, kaboom. Yeah, I can see why people are fighting over this shithole. Oh, yeah, look at that beautiful uh, portholes through the walls. Explain for us, what is the symbolic importance of the Al Nuri Mosque? Symbolic importance? so coveted by both sides? Just blow that fucker up. If they're fighting over it so bad, just blow that fucker up. Your minaret is leaning. Yep. Your minaret is not looking good. The leaning it's, minaret. It, it, of looks, Mosul, like, it looks like a limp dick. That's gonna dude. be a to- that's gonna be a fucking tourist attraction when Mosul is finally fully liberated. The, dude. the leaning minaret of Mosul. Shit shithole mosque. Yep. He's the leader of the so-called caliphate. Uh, announced the formation of the caliphate. So there's a symbolic victory in that. A symbolic victory. The, the, cool. the crazy thing is, for the past week or so, maybe ten days. The Iraqi forces have continued to say they're in that neighborhood. They can see the mosque. But we're not talking about advances that are 100 meters a day. We're talking about 10 feet. Dude, look at them two big old fat feet. titties. Did you see that? Those That, that, that mosque had two big, nice titties. And a giant cock. my mind how that and big, a big shit is dick. all on a big angle like they should show a, they, they show a big fucking stream of jizz just coming out of the mosque. Is it the Fudanari Mosque? Is that what he called it? Fudanari Mosque. What the fuck, dude? Holy shit. I have to tell you, they don't see that. Of course, it's a great symbolic prize. It will show the beginning of the end of the caliphate. This is... The place where Abu Bakr so we've got Americans probably piloting those tanks. We haven't seen him. But we I don't just, know. We just put an Iraqi flag on the back of it uh, now. We're like, no, no, it's them. What done it? And Thank you, Allah, for providing this rotating fan. In the neighborhood that they're clearing at the moment, ISIS is fighting hard. In fact, harder than they have ever fought in the six-month battle. This started in September, October. Think about how far back that was. The kids back to school, Halloween. Fierce fighting has been going on for the past five, six months to try... And then on all this, this this whole like, I think I've seen this episode before. <laughs> yeah, me too. I, th- I don't think it ends well for either side. I think the uh, I think they're showing reruns, dude. Is that what this is? Oh yeah, this is a rerun. They already did this. 
Either that or they just run out of ideas, and now they're just doing the same the same episode over and yeah, over again. Yeah, this whole Mosul thing, dude. Uh, you know, we already seen this Mosul yeah, shit. Yeah, Mosul was pretty cool the first couple of times, yeah, but man, I don't, know. It's I don't getting really tired. care anymore. It's getting tired. No one even cares. The city's so destroyed at this point, it doesn't even matter who has it. Can we have something cool happening like in Baghdad, dude? Yeah, you know, I miss Baghdad. Me too. Remember when Baghdad was a big deal? Yeah, you know, I'm tired of this Mosul shit. Fucking CBSN needs to bring back that Baghdad shit and stop with oh, this yeah. Mosul shit. We need it. We need it in Toronto, dude. Yeah. Bring the battle to a fucking white country, oh, shit. not America, because you know that's too close to home. But Toronto, can we have like terrorists fighting Toronto. Canadians in Toronto? Oh shit, dude! <laughs> People fucking hitting them with hockey sticks <laughs> and shit. Canucks lobbing grenades into the city center to retake the hockey rank. It's like die, eh? You fucking hosers! That's our fucking hockey rink, eh? More and more intense. Charlie Daggett in Erbil for us. Charlie, thanks so much. Fucking towelhead hosers taking over the fucking hockey rink, man. That's no good, eh? Get the hunting rifle. They don't even serve beer. Damn Muslims. Yeah, they don't even drink beer. Well, that's beer. why they wouldn't fly in Canada. Damn scumbag Muslims. In Canada, they uh, if you don't serve beer, you're fucking dead. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. All right, guys, uh, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to break a quick tick. We're going to break a quick tick. <laughs> Are you still buying those little five packs of underwear from the store like some kind of drone? Well, it's time that you stop that nonsense. You need to up your undie game. Maybe not so many people can see your underwear, but when they are seen, don't you want them to impress? Why shouldn't you have stylish undies? You can't answer that because there is no good answer. You need me undies. What is me undies? Oh, just seriously soft, feel-good undies delivered right to your door. Designed in L.A. and made from sustainably sourced micromodal. It's a fabric that's three times softer than cotton. Three times softer. They're softer than soft. Lux undies come in an ever-changing selection of classic colors, bold shapes, and adventurous patterns. So you can tailor your undies to your own personal style. And guess what? You can save time and money each month by opting for a monthly subscription. But if you're not ready for a subscription, that's okay. You can still save because MeUndies is offering you 20% off your first pair when you use our special URL, MeUndies.com slash peasants. So go ahead, revamp your underwear drawer. You deserve it. You know you do. Once again, that's MeUndies.com slash peasants for 20% off your first pair. MeUndies.com forward slash peasants. Oh, shit. It's the shittiest rapper in the world back to talk about the greatest podcast in the world. I love the drunken peasants. They are the best podcast. All four of the peasants are basically God. I'd suck TJ's dick and also Paul's dick. I'd pray each day to Scotty and I just got home, yeah, can't wait to watch some Drunken Peasants podcast. If you don't know them, fuck off, it's the best shit. Funny commentary on videos, they're hilarious. Sometimes lowbrow, it's true, don't be so serious. It's four dudes having fun, so take it fucking easy, yeah. Shows are occasionally bland, I don't give a shit. Do you see how many shows they film, man? 
I love them. Well, bro, they got a damn variety of damn variety of well, they talk about wrecking too much. I've been betrayed. Well, they suck now. I hate the drunken peasants. They are shitty podcasts. All four of you scammers can suck my cock. They never listen to the whims of the fans. So let's start hashtag fuck band. When TJ was on Joe Rogan, Joe should have murdered him. Just got home to see some short and DP clips Spamming up my feed, no What the fuck is this, a guest I don't like? Don't you know as a fan I own your whole life? Back in 2015, DP were so pure and clean Yeah, when did they get so goddamn mean? They were disease On intellectualism, why don't they follow my vision? Please, DP, let me make your decision Go to their Patreon, remove five dollars Start my own show, make five dollars I'm telling you, they used to be perfect Now I only watch inebriated discussions the superior version uh get fucked dp do exactly what i want when i want and you get my five dollar patreon donation back bitches i'll see you in the brett keen hangout at least he has standards you're a bunch of dirty ass losers Underage girls and leave them I film their mental breakdowns Make some money there I've got hair like I'm in 2003 My online girlfriends are at least 13, yeah Without your parents' approval We'll get married And by your 18th Break up. 
Hey there, I just wanted to make a nice positive message for fellow Drunken Peasants fans. You know, some people out there might be feeling down, might be feeling depressed. And I just wanted to make sure that you remember it could always be worse. I'm addicted to methamphetamine since the age of three. Emotionally crippled, mom and dad raped me. Homeless in the desert. Surviving on rats and pee At least I'm not Brett Keen At least I'm not Brett Keen If your life is full of failure And it's getting real tough now Your body's riddled with cancer Your spouse has kicked you out your own family has disowned you Nowhere at all to be At least you're not Brett Keen At least you're not Brett Keen So if you're ever feeling down And need to put your mind at ease Take off that news Sit there, watch the games you love and see At least you're not Brett Keen At least you're not Brett Keen A child in Mosul Awakens to the bombs Gunfire through his window Tearing his little flesh from his little bones He lays there dying on the floor Accepting death as he bleeds And he thinks, and he thinks At least I'm not Brett Keen I'm not Brett Keen. I don't give a fuck, I demand a idiot 
like yourself in the headlights of a drunken peasant's episode where Paul's not listening to my advice. I don't know why he disregard me, except if he's retarded like me. Oh no. Oh no. Just wanna know that his whole life is a failure because of several times he made mistakes unlike me at any point in my life. Come and see. In my opinion, the most meaningful change I can personally make in my niche is to expose what the crazy Christian conservatives who have taken over our government are doing. Dusty, you've gotten rusty. Why are you playing those video games? Hey, why do you have Trump's in the White House? Then why are you playing those video games? Take a little break to recalibrate our brains for a second there. Uh, so uh, we're gonna we're gonna move on to uh, more news. We had some Trump clips because we thought Naked Ape was still gonna be here, but I guess we'll still watch them live on Nigga News Nine. Uh, yeah, Naked Rex, Ape had to go blow his boyfriend at the, at the Beauty, Beauty and the, and the Beast, Beast premiere. So Beauty wow. Uh, uh, so uh, I remember we talked. Um, 
about um I mean what, what do you want to do? You want to do the tiller tillerman tiller Whatever you want. Go ahead and just play them in order. So we got here. I think we share a common view and a and a sense that tensions on the peninsula are quite high right now. Okay. And that things have reached a rather dangerous level. And we've committed I like the whoever's scoring this. Dun 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 the world. You can give uh you can give MSNBC one thing, you know. Uh they're they're, they're scoring their shit better than CNN. Like yeah. all those goofy CNN videos we've seen with like <laughs> You can dance if you want to you can leave your friends behind. Like, Actually I'd like that. I'd like them to do the safety dance rather than this <laughs> safety dance bland club music that is behind ourselves all shit. to do everything we can to prevent any type of conflict so epic. from breaking out. The grim warnings to North Korea continue from Secretary of State Rex Tillerson, who met with his Chinese counterpart ahead of his meeting with the Chinese president tomorrow. So what do you think about this uh, ramping up of, uh, of, uh, of shit against North Korea, y'all? Um, it's worrying to me. I mean, I don't really want Trump to start shit with another fucking place. And this is a very, like, a lot of people don't understand how volatile that border is yeah. and how tense shit is on that peninsula all the time even when there isn't this political pressure coming from the united states for uh, north korea to stop doing x i know behind her we have the north korean and the Iranian uh flag yeah because tensions are hyping up with iran too yeah, yeah. and I, you know i thought uh when uh, when trump was on the campaign trail there was a big deal made about oh hillary clinton's terrible vote for iraq and now we're ramping up tensions with these two fucking countries. I mean, yeah. like, what happened? To, I want to be friends with everybody. I mean, look, I understand. Look, North Korea and Iran, not the ni nicest people, sure. not the best countries, especially North Korea. Really horrible place, obviously. Obvi well, Iran, too. Yeah, Iran is horrible as well. But North Korea, I think, takes the case. Special, special kind of horrible. Right. So, um, but, you know, we already are involved and embroiled in so many conflicts around the globe. I mean, we during just Obama's administration, I think we brought dropped bombs on like seven countries. So that's a country almost for every year Obama was in office. Um, why are we escalating with these countries as well? Like, are we just going to – why are we continuing to be the world police? We're continuing to be like, oh, we're going to go solve all the world's problems. Yeah. I mean, part of the problem with uh, sex Korea, yeah. probably part of the problem with North Korea comes with our inability to deal with China, which is really the problem. They're the ones that keep North Korea afloat when these sanctions kick in and shit. Yeah, uh, they've been tacitly supporting the regime there for as long as I can fucking remember, and we can't deal with them because they have most favored nation status with us. And you know, they're our trading partners, right? Right. So, and it's it's the same thing that happens between uh, with us and Russia in the Middle East. We're just doing an another little proxy thing uh this this north korea shit is all really about china it's not really about north korea it's about putting political pressure on china uh because as you said i mean china is the one who's supplying this country with with what it needs to actually uh stay afloat and stay solvent as a fucking nation because they they can't survive on their own cut off from the rest of the world. In South Korea, Tillerson warned that military action is on the table if North Korea continues to escalate its nuclear weapons program. This is what I... The Trump administration's hardline approach echoes another Republican president who coined an infamous term during his 2002 State of the Union address. North Korea is a regime arming with missiles and weapons of mass destruction while starving its citizens. Iran aggressively pursues these weapons and exports terror. Iraq continues to flaunt its hostility toward America and to support terror. States like these 
and their terrorist allies. So let me ask you a tough question. Um, North Korea obviously is pursuing uh, nuclear weapons. Yeah, that's not even not in dispute. They shoot these uh, gimpy ass missiles. Yeah, they may they may actually have a, a fissionable device at this point. Sure. So, what is preferable? Trying to stop them and getting involved in yet another conflict, or just letting them have it. It's already past that. It's it's pretty it's pretty positive that they already have short range nuclear missiles. So we can't just the real question. We can't is, just invade them. We can't. We can't just start bombing them because they could just lob nukes. The real into question South is Korea. why can they get them we, here though? Why Not do here. we allow China to support them? I mean, how, how are because we stop China? China makes China's, us a lot of money. China's very powerful. Uh, especially economically, they have a lot of fucking economic leverage against the United States. And 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 in their own mind, they still create, uh, you know, personal atrocities. Sure. Mm-hmm. So I, I I think they're cool with what goes on in North Korea. Well, that that cer- certainly seems to be the case with how they react. Well, they don't North like Korea. they don't like South Korea. They they, they, they yeah they, they try like the, they try well, they like the U.S. Like, kind of but they try and act like well, they're the towing the line. But there are pictures of big food trucks going across the border from China into North Korea during these fucking times where we're doing sanctions. They're supporting the regime, obvious. Um, yeah. So I mean, it, it, all it would take for North Korea to topple is for China to stop giving it aid. Yep. Uh, they're not doing it. They they like the fact that North Korea is a thorn in the world side. But at this point, even the sanctions are dangerous because, like, look, the leadership of North Korea is so unstable. Kim Jong-un might lob a nuke or two or three at fucking South Korea if we starve him out long enough. He's just like, we don't know. He certainly showed the intent. He showed the ability to shoot these short range. You got to do something about it, though, don't you? Yeah, but. I mean, once once these types of places have the nuke, and it's been posited that they do, mm-hmm. what do you do? How do you poke that bear with a stick? Do you think Kim Jong-un is going to walk out in chains and turn over uh, the DPRK to South Korea? No. So there's going to be bloodshed no matter what. How Constitute we be? an axis of evil, arming to threaten the peace of the world. And joining me now is Lawrence Wilkerson, professor of government and public policy at William and Mary. He's a retired U.S. Army colonel and former chief of staff to U.S. Secretary of State Colin Powell. Thank you so much uh, for being here. Uh, Mr. Wilkerson, uh, you were just the person that we wanted to talk to about this because I don't know if maybe my frame of this is incorrect, but it seems to me that you have a president with no fixed ideology, surrounded by ideologues, who came in. I don't know. I don't know if I would. Would you agree that Trump has no fixed ideology? I, I think that I, I, you know, maybe not to to down to a position, but he does seem to flip flop back and forth between things quickly. Um, the torture thing. So walk you think it he's back. you think he, you think Trump is, is is go after is, their families thing. Walk it back. I mean, he he volatile. does. He seems to be a guy that's constantly pawing at different positions and looking for people to kind of react to it. Mm, so you think he's kind of you think he throws shit out there to test the waters and yeah. kind of sees what plays with people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. With his then national security advisor, Michael Flynn, immediately out of the box threatening Iran, now seem to be threatening North Korea and sending additional troops to ISIS. Am I wrong to start to see a George W. Bush sort of vibe creeping into the Trump administration? Joy, Wait, I, are you saying you're just seeing it creep into it? Because to me, it's been like I'm just back in the Bush years yep. since Trump took office. Ah, uh, yeah, this again. Yeah, I mean, like, this seems like the same. 
Uh, if he, I mean, like Trump is ramping up the axis of evil thing again. The only thing he's, you know, we're, he's not saying Iraq because we're already fucking there. Yeah, I mean, we just saw a news story. We're still bombing the fuck out of that. I'm oh, sorry, Iraqi forces are oh, still yeah. still engaged there in Mosul because you know, of course, we got to get Mosul. What what would we do without control of fucking the Mosul? jewel of Iraq, dude? Mosul, Mosul, the I most almost... beautiful pile of rubble on the planet, dude. Want to say I wish it were George W. Bush. This, I think, is far worse. And, and let me just preface my remarks. I don't often do this, but I've been involved with the Koreas, with China, Japan, and the Koreas for... Makes it sound like he's banging two chicks with the last name Korea. For Sweet. over 40 years. Uh, I've been on the peninsula off and on uh, every year virtually. I've participated in the highest level exercises with former ministers right, of defense it. in Korea. Right. You're very qualified yeah. to have your position. Thank you. Uh, Let us Bill know what Perry, it is. For example, former secretary of defense right. in the U.S. I know this guy's just sucking his own cock right now. Look how impressive I am. Before I let you know what Let's I'm going to say, say, I'm going to tell you how impressive my fucking pedigree is. This region, as well as anyone, certainly better than Donald Trump, better even than H.R. McMaster, Jim Mattis, or wow, others dude. in the administration. What, what a big dick And you I have. am really <laughs> concerned about the kind of bellicose language that I hear, particularly in light of the fact we've just lost the leader of the Republic of Korea, South Korea, Park, in a, basically an impeachment proceeding. Um, and we're looking at a by-election and a new leader in that country, and we're trying to force theater-high-altitude air defense down their throat because we're afraid the new president might not accept it. These are dangerous times, but I, I, I would submit to you that Rex Tillerson knows a lot about fossil fuel and very little about the Koreas, and Donald Trump even less, and that's very worrisome. And, and, yeah, and yet they're using this very bellicose language. All right, so what's your solution? Because, I mean, I understand why it would be concerning mm -hmm. what Trump's doing, uh, the ramping up the rhetoric against uh, North Korea and shit. But yeah. what I really don't get is, I mean, like, I, I don't feel like we can just stand by and be like, well, we just can't do anything about it because they, you know, they got this. Uh, this. This shit has to be dealt with at some point in some fashion. You would think. There has to be some sort of fucking way of dealing with it. So what, what's the solution? That's what I want to know. I wish I was interviewing this fucking guy because that's what I'd be asking. Okay, so what's your idea? Yeah. And I think your point is what well do we taken do? because you have a team that is very inexperienced. At least around George W. Bush, you had people who had lots of governmental experience and even diplomatic experience. All right, he, this is a team to your he point where the Secretary of State was an oil stick. man before. You just mentioned terminal high altitude area defense, what they call THAAD. And this is a ballistic missile Fag. defense system. THAAD! 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 Shoot rock! that the U.S. recently began constructing in South Korea oh, intended to protect uh, the South from North Korean aggression. <laughs> Instead, it's likely the system will just antagonize China, whose cooperation will be necessary to defuse tensions on the Korean peninsula and provide North Korea uh, all without providing the South with a reliable defense against attack. And well, that hold was on. The How the fuck is China going to defuse tensions when they're fucking help? They're, they're doing things to auto yeah. escalate tensions. They're China the likes the tensions. They're the ones allowing the DPRK to suffer through the winter of having economic sanctions placed on them. That's why, if we're going to do the economic sanctions, it needs to be twin. There needs to be economic sanctions against the DPRK and economic sanctions on any fucking Chinese involvement in supplying them with food. And if, as, as long as we're not willing to do that, 
all his dick waving is going to get nowhere. Hill earlier today. Um, did the Obama administration attempt to get that in place because they saw the South Korean president, uh, you know, on her way out? Um, and if Donald Trump were to upend it, were to pull it out, were to get rid of Thad, what would be the implications there? Well, you just put your finger on at least a tactical part of the situation right now. This is not just about Korea, North or South, or about Japan alone. It's also about China. Um, when Richard Haas and I met with the current foreign minister of China, Wang Yi, and the current ambassadors of the United States from China, Shui Tenkai, in the summer of 2001, China was pretty uh, obviously not for public consumption, but comfortable with the U.S. presence in the region, considering the Seventh Fleet and other elements of U.S. power there, including those on the Korean Peninsula. Now they're not. It's a very different situation. China has, in a word, grown up, and its military has grown up, and now China is asserting its sovereignty in all manner of places, most forcefully in the South China Sea. And that's why we're going after North Korea. Yeah, that's why all this fucking rhetoric is being flung at the wrong person. Is being flung at the puppet regime. Because look, it's we're we're it's like we're scared of Russia, so we don't fucking go directly at Russia. We go we we fucking try to fuck up their interests in the Middle East. Yeah. And this is now just us trying to fuck up China's interest in North Korea because we can't go at China directly. Because, uh, you know, we're too economically interdependent on them, which is probably a fucking good thing, because otherwise we probably would just be totally at each other's throats. Yeah. But we can't, we got to stop using these, these smaller countries as pawns in some sort of fucking chess game against, you know, the other superpowers nope. of the world. I mean, I know we're not going to, but we should. You know, uh, solving the North Korea problem could be as easy as, as getting China on board with our fucking agenda. Uh, but I don't know how easy that is. I mean, it, we need to grow up, diplomatically speaking, and stop dealing with these other fucking superpowers by proxy. It's like if you've got a problem with somebody, instead of going to them, going to a, like a mutual friend of yours and gossiping about it. Yeah. And getting mad at that friend for trying to mediate this. You know, like, we need to go directly to these fucking countries and start telling them, look, stop propping up the DPRK or else. What the hell are you doing over there, Ben? <laughs> crazy son of a bitch dude, and Ben's we're putting selfies, our fingers dude. as we did in mr putin's eyes with deployment of ballistic missile defense into former nato all right this is some dry ass shit but we we should all be concerned about what's going on here this is actually an important story um you know the last thing that you want is open antagonism uh against these fucking countries yeah, especially, especially with the, the, uh, with the, the fucking hornet's nest uh, that yeah. anything we do against the DPRK will probably be looked at by a lot of the Chinese military structure as aggression against China. It's yeah. a problem. We have to tread lightly here. And there's nukes involved in all cases. Uh, I don't think I don't think Iran has actual nuclear weapons at this point, but maybe they do. Well, I was just talking about Korea. But yeah, with Korea, for sure. Kill all yellows, lol. Yeah, here's the point where we answer the chat. Ramp up the bananas. Fire. Tips. North Korea is true Korea. That person's taking a stance. <laughs> they all love me. Uh, I mean, like, come on. Satan, use your magic attacks to blow up the earth. This person's rooting for Satan to destroy the world. Uh, before before the show tonight, I elbowed TJ in the head. He did. That's true. Cause Not I came, on purpose. I, I came in the room with the, the fucking... Uh, I was playing uh, Bow Down to the King, the fucking Triple H Wrestling. intro song. I come in there, and uh, 
Ben fucking decides to like do a, a run in on me, and we start fucking play wrestling and shit. And uh, he clotheslines me, and I go down. <laughs> and then he goes for the elbow drop. I didn't realize he was going for the elbow drop. Like I thought I was going to get back up and we were going to do some other shit. But I'm getting up. He's doing the elbow drop. He meant to like do like a fake elbow drop on my chest, yeah. but my head, head was there. Yeah. <laughs> he elbowed So TJ. he just fucking elbowed me right in the fucking forehead like boom. Dude, TJ had this yeah. big fucking red yeah. spot. Yeah, it was like a big red spot right on my fucking Oops. head somewhere like over here. Yep, dude. I don't know if it's if it's there. I don't really I see it. I can't really see it anymore. But uh Ben but, dropped an elbow right on your fucking head though. Dropped dude. an elbow right on my fucking head. The people's head, dude. fucking the elbow. The people's elbow. It was pretty awesome. That was pretty dope. Yeah, and I just stood back like a manager, like going, oh, no. Oh, no. Oh. I didn't jump in at any point. Nigga News 9. Nigga News 9, bitch. <laughs> Live on Nigga News 9. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, uh, this, is, this is a troubling situation. Um, no one wants to watch MSNBC's boring coverage of it, but it is actually an important issue. Oh. <laughs> Powder, dude. Glanders and Boopa. It's coming to your chat. Oh, yeah, this one's pretty crazy. You may have seen the original short live stream video that doesn't show much. Here's the footage from my camera that was on a tripod. It shows the tense moments inside the Dearborn police station lobby. Dearborn? This is Dearborn, Michigan. So uh, just a little FYI for everyone watching this. Uh, Dearborn, Michigan is 50% uh, Muslim. Muslim. And uh, also, as an FYI, in Michigan elsewhere, open carry is absolutely legal. Um, but in it Dearborn, it's too. enforced very differently. It is here, though. And these are guys that want to go prove a point by wearing their guns into the police station openly. Bad idea. In Dearborn. Okay. Bad idea. Let's take a look. You're, you're an armed journalist. I am an armed journalist. Most times journalists don't have guns on them. Walking into the police station with a gun. Not a great idea. It's legal to open carry. That includes public common areas. Police station lobbies are considered public common areas. Here's a dude walking into the police station with a gun. Put that on the ground. Put it on the ground. Someone's like, I'm unarmed. Put it down. Barrel down. Set it down. Step back. You're carrying a sidearm as well. It's all legal, sir. Sir, drop the fucking okay. gun under. It may be legal, but when you walk into a police station armed to the teeth, um,. I don't think those cops really... It's not even like a legal matter no. at that point. Once the weapons are out, it's you do what they tell you to do. or they, You hear that cop saying, I will put a round in you? They don't say that unless they are ready to go hot on your fucking ass. So whether it's legal or not, you can fight that battle down the road. Right now, you better set down your fucking rifle. Yeah, I mean, like, uh, I'm sorry, but if, if I'm working somewhere... 
especially if I'm a cop and some fucking dude comes in with a gun, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna assume like this is some journalist trying to make a point about concealed carry or open carry or whatever. I'm gonna assume like this is some crazy fuck who's trying to come to the police station and shoot a bunch of cops. You know, uh, these cops I think are showing a, a decent amount of restraint here. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, it is kind of, look, it is up in the air, because in Michigan, it is legal for you to walk into, like he said, like, I do agree that, I do know that Michigan has open carry. Sure, I mean, if this is a, you know, like I said, it's not, is this even a matter of law at this point? Because this is just a matter of, like, what we don't know what your fucking intentions are with that. Yeah, what could be the possible peaceful intention of carrying a rifle and a sidearm into a police station? Well, I, I really don't know how these cops are supposed to react. Yeah, I don't know what, what, what interpretation are you going to have of that other than, like, this might this is a crazy person who's come to shoot us. You know, uh, I would defend, I'd feel the, the prerogative to defend myself, you know, and I don't, I don't really take the police's side uh, super often in these things because I think more often than not they're in the wrong. But um, in this case, uh, I don't care what the law says. This uh, this is obviously going to be interpreted as a hostile act, and this is exactly what this person wanted, which I don't know why, because they could have just been shot. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they're lucky they haven't been shot. He walked in there holding a rifle. What's the matter with you? This is 100% lawful. Open carry is legal in Michigan. There's no different in this, in this area here. This is a public common area. You fucking stand down. I'm unarmed. You stop pointing your fucking gun at me. What the fuck is the matter with all of you? I came in here to file a complaint against you assholes. On the ground right now. I am not going to touch my side Then lay on the ground on your face. Now, now, on your face. So what? It's legal. Okay, if it's true that it's legal, that's a stupid law. Yeah. I mean, like, I, I don't care if it's legal or not. This is fucking retarded. If it's truly legal to walk into a police station just holding, like, a fucking assault weapons and shit... Howdy, then, officers! Uh, that's just a stupid fucking law. And you probably fucking are lucky you just didn't get fucking shot. No, he's lucky he's not being shot. Now, he, these, these cops are giving commands with their weapons drawn. They're gonna shoot you if you don't fucking comply. Get on your fucking belly, All idiot. Above your head. Sir? Step back. In the gray, step back. Step this is my camera. Back. I'm here to file a complaint. Oh, I'm you dumb fuck. It's a police action now. You want to shoot me over nothing? nothing. Over nothing? Step back. Step back. I still haven't been allowed to file my complaint? Is that really the fucking problem you're having here? Is that really the priority? Like, I'm trying to file a complaint here. What? Yeah. In the midst of this cop pointing a gun at somebody who brought an assault rifle in. Hey, I got a complaint. What a bunch of lunacy! I got a these cops too. You're a retard. Simultaneously taking complaints while they're pointing guns at my friend. <laughs> oh my God! You're disobeying a lawful order. You're disobeying a lawful order. I'm not breaking any laws. You're disobeying this order. You will be placed under arrest. You're arrested. What the fuck is the matter with you? Do I have a gun, Dickweed? Stop pointing your fucking fuck you. I've done anything wrong. How fucking stupid. What a bunch of dipshits. Can yep. you possibly be, dude? Point proven. Walk into a police station armed to the teeth and a bunch of cops are going to show up and make you disarm. <laughs> wow, what a fucking political point you've made. <laughs> 
so cogent, so beautiful. Wow, I f- truly we, we languish under totalitarianism when you can't even come armed into a police station. Got a handgun. Open this up. I'm not doing anything. You don't, you don't tell me what to do, dude. I'm your boss. You understand? My tax dollars pay yours. <laughs> really? <laughs> Whose boss are you now? Oh, man. Look at that. You just showed up at a police station with a dude with a bunch of fucking guns on him. They're gonna search you, dipshit. I'm your boss. Who, who's the boss now, dummy? Look at this. This is what po- the police are calling felony resisting. Eleven police take me down. Yeah, it was called resisting because you didn't comply with their fucking orders yep. to you. That you you walked in there with your dipshit friend brandishing weapons, and uh, you, they, you, you're telling them I'm an armed asshole. How do they know you don't have a fucking pistol down the back of your fucking pants, dipshit? Yeah, and you uh, and you started this. They started this. And he's trying to play the victim because it played out exactly like it would play out in any other police station. We're going, like, you know, you can't just, you you fucking socially engineer a situation that goes pretty much exactly like you fucking want it to. And then you play the victim. Like, what did you think was going to happen? You knew what was going to happen. You're a fucking idiot if you thought that the police are just going to fucking be like, oh, who's this? Oh, it's just some guy with a bunch of guns. Cool. No problem. Awesome. <laughs> no shit. Now you got a record, dipshit. Keep your stupid fucking gun at home. Ugh. I love this fucking shit too. Like eleven, it took eleven cops to take me down. What was it? What was one cop supposed to come to you and challenge yeah. you to a fucking duel or when, something? When two, one, one obviously armed and two possibly armed people walk up in the police station and refuse to comply with police orders, what do you think the guys are doing? Typing fucking burglary reports. Oh, do well, you guys need an extra gun on this, or can I just keep fucking typing up this shoplifting report? Of course every cop in the building came, you dipshit. No, you're not a sparks man. Yeah, you're lucky you didn't get a fucking shotgun shell to the face. You're lucky all you got was your dumb fucking empty head bounced off the marble floor. <laughs> God damn, dude. If there's ever been a time when I actually wanted to see the cops use excessive force. You know what? To their credit, they didn't no. at any point in this. No, they No didn't. shots fired. No bullshit. The takedown looked fucking pretty standard. It was very well. I mean, it looks very restrained. I didn't see anybody kicking him while he was down. So I guess kudos to the Dearborn PD for not turning this into a bloodbath. You work for me. Well, your your fucking you employees. You work for me. Your your employees are about to take you to a prison cell, dipshit. <laughs> so wait, your your argument is that they work for you, so they have no authority over you. What you pay them for is to have that authority over you, so that they can enforce laws. Yeah. 
And if you feel like they're misusing it or whatever, like, I don't understand how you possibly could interpret the situation that way. But <laughs> if that is your interpretation, then resolve that later. Let think them arrest you and then take the matter to court and make your fucking legal argument there. This guy's trying to make some point that he didn't break any laws personally. And I, I, I think I disagree with that. <laughs> Complying with a lawful police order. That's breaking a law. Dumb fuck, dude. <laughs> well, you're going to have to talk to a lawyer about that. Gang of thugs. Gang of thugs. No, you're, you're not the thugs, dude. Walking around city streets, unbadged. Can you believe we live in a country where you can't even arm walk armed into a police station without the police getting all in a tizzy? I'll tell you what, man. My daddy would roll over in his grave. He could hear this. Can't even walk into the middle of a fucking fortified police station in a crime-ridden place carrying an assault rifle and a pistol anymore. <laughs> it's so crazy. Who'd have fucking thunk it? Who'd have thunk fascism would descend like this upon America? What a dipshit. Well, I don't think we're going to see any more out of this. Yeah, this looks pretty over. But, I mean, like, that was... What a ridiculously retarded stunt. I don't know what they were trying to prove. I don't know what Face they think plant. they did prove. Face plant, homie. Cop turns off your camera. Well, Aww. what did you expect him to Political do? prisoner? Go to hell. <laughs> I hope you rot in that jail cell. Fuck you. What a retard. Political prisoner, Political dude. Political fucking prisoner. Hi, I'm Sharzad Berkland. I am author of The Fuck List. Wait. Sharzad Barkunt? Sharkar Berkunt. Author sex of the fuck memoir. list. The fuck list. It's okay. a sex memoir. I using a strap-on on a guy. Cool. I originally bought my strap-on to use on a woman. So, TJ. So, why is she cutting a watermelon? I don't know. No, you like this, though. Oh, yeah. Never did get a chance to do it on a woman. Fuck me with a strap-on, baby. I was with... How did you throw out your back, TJ? Let's hear about this. Yeah, all right. I'll tell you the story. <laughs> Can we put, like, a... Is there, like, a camera pointing that way so I could, like, uh, motion it out a little? Hold on. What are you talking about? The... Okay, I guess I could. I guess this will work. Yeah, do it this way. All right, so uh, I'm gonna have to like uh, stand up for this. Yeah. All right, so like, uh, let's see here. He wants to use to the range of the range of motion of having. See, let's a big see. Dick. You know, like you know, my dick is is like you know it comes out maybe about here or something sure. from hard. So not very far. So I'm just used to being like this. Just kind of you know, jabbing like, at yeah, it. Yeah, you know, little, little pinpricks. Yeah. Little pinpricks, right? Yeah. But um, we bought this strap-on, and it was hollow inside, so you could actually put your dick in it, like, if you want to fuck your girlfriend or wife or whatever. With a bigger dick. With a bigger dick than what you actually have. Sure. So uh, I had that. This was when I was with uh, Holly. And so because this dick comes out, like, fucking here or whatever, I'm like... Right. <laughs> right? You hurt yourself. So, like, doing that for an evening? <coughs> like, I threw, I woke up the next morning, my back was fucking thrown out. Scatty! And I was fucked for, uh, I was fucked for a week, dude. Scatty! Dude, you fucked up your back for a week, fucking your girlfriend dude, with a strap I on? I got, my, my back, my back got so fucking thrown out. Like, they, I don't even remember this, but I was told that uh, Galen and Holly came to, like, bring me some some food or something, because I was totally laid out. I was totally laid up. 
And uh, they came and they said, like, I just growled at them like an animal. I was just like, <sighs> just grab the food. And, a dangerous device, apparently. Yeah, you know, you think you get more fucked up uh, actually having a strap on used on you, but yeah. even if you're the one using it, I guess it's it can good. be dangerous. I guess the it's good, however much you wish for it, that you don't have that extra dick. And you know, sucks maybe because your back might be fucked. You know what? Like she's older, but she's not so bad. Would you Would you give it to her, Ben? Uh, I don't know. She's all right, though. Maybe if Ben was fifty or something. Yeah. <laughs> this is Ben. This ben he at fifty. invited me to use a strap on on him. Um. How'd that go? It was such an emotional experience for me. Wow. I cried when I did it. <laughs> what? I bet you I did too. Like what was it? it was an emotion? It was like emotional tears. Like it was so beautiful. It was like all her life she wanted a <laughs> cock, and now she had a <coughs> cock, and she was dominating a man with that dick. Would dude. you let her fuck you in the ass? No, Paul? no. I'm what not... if it was just just a little dick? I'm not really into ass play, dude. I mean, I've had it done one time, but it was kind of a surprise on me. It wasn't yeah. discussed beforehand, mm -hmm. so it was sprung on me, and I enjoyed it in the moment. But it's not really something I seek after. Yeah. But what if uh, what if you really love the girl and it was like a big thing, you know? Like and she, she really like well, okay. So like Ashley, a... Ashley comes up to me. She goes, "There's something I've been keeping from you," and I'm like, "What, babe?" She's yeah. like, "I want to fuck you in the ass with this big dildo." Well, it doesn't. Let's say it's not even big. Let's just say it's like you know, it's a it's a modestly sized fucking Johnson. Okay. Yeah. You can even, like, she'll even start you off with a little practice one, you know, maybe. like a little little one. Depending on how important it was to her, but it's certainly not important to me. I don't really. What if what if it what if it was uh, what if it was the most profoundly moving and emotional experience? Then of your fuck life? me, dude. Great. All right. Just letting you, just letting you know, Paul. Oh, you, you, you think know. you think if I get pegged, it's going to be the most profoundly emotional experience of my life? Yeah, because I you know I think you know you got that too. On the Kinsey scale, and you, you think know, there's a, that two is enough best, for me to want a dick in my ass? Best of both. No, I'm not necessarily a dick, dude. Okay, a but, dildo. You know, a dick shaped a dildo. girl fucking you with a little fake dick. You know, maybe that's maybe that's the fucking the sweet spot, dude. I'm I'll, just saying. I'll, maybe I'll try it and just give a report. You know, we could it could be a DP special action news report. Yeah. Maybe we can have Nigga News Nine cover it. I'll let Ashley fuck me up the ass. We can have Nigga News Nine. I'll tell you if it was a present. Day. An emotional experience. Yeah, I'll let us if know cry. if it was powerful. Let us know if it moved you. I'll give you an orgasm rating if I can come with a dick in my ass. I don't know. Oh, you'll be come it. better than you've ever come before, Paul. <laughs> oh, God. Speaking love to him. <laughs> yeah. And I also got into the whole mindset of this is my cock and I'm penetrating this man. Yeah. And giving him pleasure in the same way that a man usually gives me pleasure. Huge What's with the fruit? Is this like symbolic? Melons. Is it just symbolic shit? Like, is this is she just happened to be whatever? cutting up a bunch of different melons while she made a video about how she likes fucking men in the ass? You know, cool honor that he trusted me like that, and it was a turn on too because I felt really powerful that I was able to give somebody the same kind of pleasure that I know I usually get. It's really not yeah. the same kind, though. It's the the asshole and the pussy are two different beasts. How do you know she's not getting fucked in the ass? Well, yeah. I'm, okay, I guess. I guess you're right. I yeah, guess, maybe I guess she it feels likes different because you don't have the pro the, the whole, they don't have the whole prostate thing going on as much. Yeah, that's yeah. true. So. Uh, and in fact, because I put my feeling into it, I didn't just ram him. Like I made love to him. I pleasured him. 
Uh, it, was, it was a beautiful moment. What a what a this is horrifying. It was beautiful. I'll I'd tell you. Not. I'll tell you an uncomfortable story, Paul. Okay. Do you want to know an uncomfortable sure. story? Get uncomfortable with me. Because I, I I was fucked in the ass with the strap on. Okay. Same one I used uh, to fuck her actually. Okay. The same size and everything. Yep. Same exact one. Tables were turned, Paul. Oh wow. Tables were turned. The hollow cock was used on you. Yeah, and it was like she tried to do that gentle shit. Yeah. And it was like I was just like it was uncomfortable, and it was like oh this is weird, you know, like yeah, just felt kind of off, you know. Sure. And finally, I was just like, you know what? Just rape me with it. Just fucking jab that, th- like, you know, jab that thing up my ass, bitch. Holy shit. And she did. And then it was great. It was like, that shit was all up on my inside. Like, I fucking <laughs> came, oh, dude. I came without even my dick being touched. Wow. That's was, pretty cool. It was impressive. That is pretty impressive. And you know what? It was the best fucking orgasm I've ever had See, in the my problem life. for me is not really, like, the, the whole, I don't really care about best the gay. Best one, For me, it's like... I'm I'm kind of a switch, but I'm way more of a dom than a right. sub. And I, the idea of being fucked up the ass, to me, that's inherently submissive in a way that I'm not sure I want to do. Sure, yeah. And you know what? It is because, you know, uh, you you feel that, like, wave of, like, submissiveness afterwards after you get fucked in the ass, Paul. See, I don't know if I think that's hot or not. I don't like that feeling. I like imposing that feeling on others. Oh, yeah. Well, so. you know what you could do? Just fucking shove a butt plug up your ass and then be dominant with that. Okay. It's like the best of both worlds, you know? Why is my asshole got to be involved at all? Because you know what, Paul? I think you don't really understand. Like, when you are when you got some up against your prostate and you come <laughs> at the same time, it's literally like 20 times more powerful dude, than the average orgasm. Dude, I bust great nuts, dude. I bust it. Like, I'm not, okay, I'm well, not look, looking to listen, upgrade my nuts. Listen, Paul. You know what that's like? That's like saying, like, oh, I, lo- I love my Honda Civic. I don't want a fucking Ferrari. Yes, you do, Paul. Dude, I, to- well, yes, I told you do. that story. Before. Like, I was, uh, uh, chick was riding me. Prostate orgasm is the Ferrari of orgasm. A chick was dude. riding me, reached back, was playing with my balls, and then her hand disappeared, I assumed, to get some spit on it. And she put her finger up my ass, and I came, and it felt good. I bet there's all kinds of girls in our audience right now that just are just are clamoring, my butthole, clamoring I to, doubt that. to shove a fucking strap on up your ass, <laughs> That's dude. So gross. They're clamoring know, dude. for it. I don't know that I want. Are you it. really going to deny all those ladies, Paul? I don't know that I want that, TJ. You're going to deny them all? Maybe not all of them. Every single There'll one. There'll be a process. Though. Hashtag Peg Paul is not just is any trending bitch can in our fuck chat my room ass. now. Hashtag Peg, Peg Paul. Paul. Peg Paul, dude. Fuck me, dude. <laughs> exactly. Oh, God. No, no, no. <laughs> that is what this is about. <laughs> awesome. And it was a really powerful feeling to be able to pleasure someone in that way. And it's a huge turn on to be with a man who's open minded enough with his body that he allows me to enter him rectally. Yeah. <laughs> like, See, why are you denying yourself that intimacy, Paul? Because so I don't, many men I don't are just value so that of kind of intimacy. <laughs> that they won't let a woman get near their. Well, actually. I used to think you were a sensitive and poetic soul, Paul. I am sensitive. But now I realize. I'm an ogre in the bedroom, though. I, my will yeah. be done, dude. You're just a fucking. You're just a thug, Paul. I take what I want, however I want. Why don't you just go join a rape gang, Paul? You're a rapist. I did have knife sex with Ashley. Yeah. Knife play. Which I kind of liked that little tinge of submissiveness, but it ended with me taking the knife away and fucking her. So I, I won still. Well, there you go. I think I need to win. Yeah, maybe maybe she she sticks in your ass for a minute and then and then you I'm like, fucking... fuck you, bitch! I come a, a, a hundred times, the best I've ever come. And then you grab you. her by the fucking throat and sp- spin her around. How am I gonna have know? the potency and the male like? How's how's the drive to fuck her gonna be good if I come ten times with a dick in my ass? Well, you gotta just fucking I don't know, Paul. I don't know. You got to figure out the logistics yourself, Paul. <laughs> Why do I gotta? 
I don't gotta. You gotta, dude. You gotta do it. You gotta make it happen. You don't. You really don't. But you could. Every guy lets me lick his ass, and most guys let me stick a finger in. But very few men will let me use a, um, penetrate them deeply with a finger, or let me use a strap on them. Very few. I really See, I'd have to start, who... I think, slow with that type of shit. I'd have to get my ta- my salad tossed. I'd have to get fingered a few times. I couldn't go straight to dick. It would not work. You never got your salad tossed before? No, I've never had my ass wow, eaten really? before. It's not something I'm really interested in. You know, you can't you can't say that until you tried it at least a couple times, dude. All right. You got to try everything twice. Well, I don't feel like you can, like, I, I don't think it's unreasonable for somebody to be like, I don't really feel comfortable putting my tongue where you shit. Yeah. You know, so I, make, and it's know, not really clean, something clean I'm lusting after. I've never been like, man, tongue up my ass is really what I need to get these rocks off. Uh, well, you just don't even know what you're missing, Paul. A whole new world. Is this over? Because it's not playing anymore. Maybe it's over. It is over. Wow. Well, thanks for letting us know, lady. All right, so now we're going to learn. We're going to change gears here on the Drunken Peasants, and we're going to learn about the overwhelming fucking evidence that exists for the planet Nibiru. Nibiru. Planet X. Also called Planet X. Wow. Overwhelming. Hey guys, what's up? It's Mike Chen. We've been talking a lot about the end of the world here on Beyond Science, and I know it's kind of depressing, but let's continue that. It's kind of depressing. Not for Paul. Paul wants it. I'm, I'm waiting for Paul's Planet like, X to bring come on screaming the out of the void. About a mysterious planet that some say is supposed to obliterate Earth in October has been a hot topic in basically all the media outlets. Apparently, no, this all started no. from a book written by David Mead, who in his bio is said to be a research scientist, and the book is called Planet X, the 2017 Arrival. It claims no. that a dark star smaller than our sun, which hosts... They did this for 2012. Yeah, and this is they're rolling this out again. This is an old uh, an old bag of tricks. This Planet X shit, this Nibiru shit. I mean, I never heard of the Nibiru thing, but I've heard this whole you know. There's all these like cataclysmic shit, and people say, oh, when the poles shift, or a comet's gonna come, or a meteor's gonna come, and this is just like, they're just upgrading it to planet. Well, now. I've heard like Von Helton talk about this type of shit, oh, really? and the way they say it is like there's either one of two ways this whole Planet X shit goes. From my experience, either they believe that it's going to pass really close to us in an elliptical orbit mm-hmm. around the sun, so close that it's going to throw everything into chaos, you know, pole shift and all that, or it's going to be close enough for whatever lives on that planet to colonize us and to, and to come and get slaves and then leave for the next 2,000 years. Well, these pe- a lot of people say it's just going to collide with the Earth, too, and just fucking sure. destroy it. So there's three different Planet X fucking uh, conspiracy theory what i don't know i guess you wouldn't even call it conspiracy theory you just call it like a nutty thing that there's no evidence for well maybe i don't know maybe there is evidence because he's going to give us the name of this video is overwhelming evidence so and a couple of them larger than our earth is currently racing towards our solar system and one of those seven orbiting bodies is supposed to be nibiru or what is commonly known as planet x and I love how it literally has an X on it. It says it will collide with Earth in October of 2017. So we don't even have much time left. Like they're not even they're not even saying this is gonna happen in 20 years. They're saying this is happening this year in October. So everybody, you know, uh, get your shit in order. The the you know Dude, we had look at that shit. Humanity had a nice little run, <coughs> but it's Fuck, over, man. 
I love how no one cares about poor Planet X. You know, everyone's just like, oh, the Earth's going to be destroyed. What about Planet X? You think it's going to be fine after that impact? No, it's not going to look too good either. Yeah, you know, what, where's the sympathy for Planet X? Like, yeah, it doesn't, save it Planet doesn't X. want this either. Maybe we should be working on getting Earth out of the way of Planet X. Yeah, you know, get out of its way. Maybe their shit is way better than ours, dude. Maybe Planet X is, like, all peaceful and shit. Maybe on Planet X, they're sitting around right now uh, fucking worried that we're going to come invade their shit when they get too close. Like, oh, fuck. These humans are going to come over. They're barbarians. They're fucking cutting each other's fuck. They're cutting their genitals off. They're blowing each other up. It's fucking horrible. They're polluting their fucking planet. Effectively ending the human race. Now, if the name Nibiru sounds familiar, it's because it was supposed to have collided with Earth back in 2012, and it was also in the Star Trek movie Into Darkness. According to Mead, the evidence to support this is overwhelming. He says there are 40 volcanoes erupting at the same time on Earth right now. Earthquakes have dramatically increased, both in number and intensity. I mean, the another planet's What does it have to do with another planet? Dude, that's just the earthquakes letting us know that Nibiru is about to come, dude. Okay. That's like a poor tent. Because that's what happens, dude. What is this? Some kind of secret are bunker? frantically building underground safety bunkers, and the public... That doesn't... Okay, I'm sorry. If, if another planet is going to coll uh, collide into our planet, I don't think a little bunker that's no. located like 20 feet below the fucking surface... No, dude. The entire mantle of the planet is going to be liquefied. So, so how, this how is little, that little shelter isn't going to do shit? 10, 10 or 20 <laughs> feet underground? You're fucked, dude. There's a planet coming. Yeah, how is that going to make you yeah, safe? another planet. Also, why is there a TV there? Do they CNN. think it's still going to be... Yeah, like it's turned to CNN. Like, is it still going to be broadcasting after the fucking planet well, it'll become destroyed? UNN after that. It'll become the Underground News Network. Uh, but it'll still be like Jake Tapper and, you know, Wolf Blitzer. Because they're all going to be in underground bunkers, yeah, too. Yeah, of course. They reporting all have one on of what's going on in the subterranean, you know. Because Nibiru's, when it smacks a giant planet smack, it's only going to damage that first five or six feet of topsoil there. <laughs> yeah, and then the rest of the planet is just yeah, Everybody else, like Jake Tapper will be down there doing the news. Yeah, I mean, there's going to be mountains of fucking magma. It's hot today. It's hot every top, day now. But, you know, <laughs> but down a few feet below the ground, things are going to be totally, totally safe fine. and fine. CNN, tasteful IKEA decor, you know? Yeah. Life is going to be... Look, they've got a rack of at least three gallons, three of those big jugs of water if back all there. These elites, if all these elites are building this shit, like, what are they telling the construction crews building them? You know, like, uh, you know, we're just... We're building this uh, a bunch of huge uh, underground fucking civilization. You know, but, I just uh, noticed something kind of worrying, though, TJ. No mind. Obviously, the, bunk the bunker is plenty deep, but there's all these weird pipes connecting it to other things. What do you think those are for, TJ? You don't think that would be, like, for air? You don't think that the air might be a little hot <laughs> if the entire surface of the Earth is liquefied magma, right? No, I don't think so. No, that's not a problem. Um, I think that this portion, like, we all obviously already fucking know that this, this if the bunker was like this fucking ridiculous render we're looking at here, then this part would already be just magma anyway. No. It's not just going to affect the first few feet of surface area of the earth. There's going to be, it's going to fucking, you know, the, the whole fucking mantle <laughs> is going to be fucking liquefied. I mean, it's going to, earth is going to return to like a primeval state, like back when it was a new planet.
is being kept in the dark deliberately to avoid panic. And he says he's basically just waiting for the fat lady to sing. Of course, the first question that comes to mind is, okay, if this is really a thing and a planet killer is heading for Earth, how come NASA or anyone else looking up at the sky all the time is not going all crazy over this? According to Mead, the reason why we can't see Nibiru is because of the angle that is approaching Earth. It makes it really difficult to see. He wrote in a piece for Planet X News that this system is a for Planet X News. Yeah, dude. Reputable source of information, scientifically speaking. Planet <laughs> That's X where I get news. all my news from. Planet yeah. X News. Planet X News. They know gotta, what's up. Gotta it's keep credible. tabs on that fucking it's, rogue planet even, that no one can see. Yeah, is dude. it more credible than Breitbart News? Oh, well, yeah. maybe so. Oh, yeah, probably. <laughs> with our solar system's ecliptic, but it's coming to us from an oblique angle and toward... Wouldn't we be able to pole. see it like... I mean, like, if we're talking about this giant... Yeah, I mean, if this thing's gonna object. come... This thing's coming in October of 2017, and we still can't see it. Like, it, uh, it's got to be pretty close by now. I mean, yeah. well, it's, hold on. He just said it's approaching from an oblique angle towards our southern pole. So, technically, we wouldn't be seeing it if that was the case. Oh, okay. It, 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 it'd have to be way closer if it was, like, because we we're not looking south. We, we can't see the, our southern pole. We can't see the sky beyond it. No, we can't see. That's what, we're, that's what they're saying, dude. We can't even look it's south. It's our blind spot, our one weakness. You know, the chink in our armor. On our big round planet, there's oh, just wait. not a lot of vantage points. Oh, wait. I'm sorry. There, there, are fucking, space. there are fucking telescopes and satellites with cameras pointed out from every fucking angle on Earth. Never mind. We that's have bullshit. We have fucking. We have. Telescopes in space. He's just using for fuck's our sake. Like, look, dude, in space, up and down are relative. He's using our like humans. Are like, oh yeah, north and south. We just haven't looked south, guys. We just and all can't the time peek around that corner, dude. <laughs> we can't peek around the South Pole yet. Nope, just can't Bullshit. do it. It's too much of an obstacle. Bullshit. It's obstructing. Every time we try to put a telescope there, polar bears eat the scientists. You, you know, know, we were so busy looking at a fucking nebula twenty-eight million life years away. You know, west. That a fucking planet snuck up from the south and destroyed us. Whoopsie daisy. And yeah, I know there's no polar bears at the South Pole. There's this penguins. makes observations there difficult unless you're flying and, at a high seals. altitude over South America with an excellent camera. Now, this isn't just some random doomsday scenario believed by a few people. According to... It actually is. The Washington Post, there are around 2 million websites devoted to what happens when... There's not... There are not 2 million websites. Out of those 2 million... Let's say there are. Yeah. Out of those two million websites, how many of them are just trying to make the dollar on you, like, hundred thousand retards that'll click over and over on a stupid fucking website if it mentions Planet X, you Planet know? Planet X. Like, just, just because there's a bunch of websites about Mickey Mouse, that doesn't mean he's real. Yeah, it does. He's real in all of our hearts, Paul. He's real in the hearts and minds of the fucking people of this world. Meets Earth. But if you are a bit worried about never being able to go trick or treating again, just have a chat with Nat. Sorry, what? What? Trick or treating? Oh, because it's supposed it's to happen in October. October yeah, okay. so the next, yeah. I guess we could move trick or treating up. <sighs> we need to. Because I don't want to miss it. And like with the magma storm and all that, I don't want to miss it. Oh, no. Because the guys there think this is all just an internet hoax. According to oh, NASA really? astrophysicist David oh my Morrison, God. there are no uh -huh. pictures or astronomical observations <laughs> and a planet's nine months away from crashing. We can try to line Earth, that up if you want. Within the inner solar system, Let's see if I can get my face in that, in that spot. Eye. So basically, no one could... It's like right here. Oh, shit. Try it. Hold on. I, I got the wrong one. Technical difficulties, dude. Is it this one? 
Can you just turn on TJ? And leave the bot. Oh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Shut up, Wesley. <laughs> Shut up, Wesley. <laughs> you incompetent buffoon. <laughs> Play gotta, the game, Wesley. I got to order one of those. What did this Wesley. person donate to us? 507. 507 Greenacks whatever, whatever, whatever it is. Some fucking stupid currency. Gold press latinum. <laughs> Gold press latinum. Hide in the bureau if it actually existed and is heading towards us. Oh, and although fuck. most scientists do believe that Planet X indeed does exist, even though no one really? has ever seen it. What? They say that it Wait a minute. No, you lying sack of did shit. Did you say most, most scientists? scientists? Yeah. You say most scientists believe in it? Wrong, sir. What are you, what are you talking about? Planet X. Everything this guy says is Maybe a fucking lie. Maybe he's talking about these it. like exoplanets that have been posited in our solar system, like way way out beyond the boundary. You know what I mean? Like I've heard scientists talk about the probability of there being shit like that, but planetary butt plug. What does that have to do with anything? Where would we even put that? Where is the planet's butthole? Exactly? Nigabiru, dude. <laughs> Nigabiru. <laughs> Nigabiru, dude. Oh shit. Uh, Nigabiru News 9. The planet coming, y'all. Nigabiru News 9 from outer space. <laughs> I can see the planet. I'm going to the South Pole next month. I got a homeboy that's got a boat. He's going to take me down there and we're going to see. We're going to look south. See this planet sneaking up our tailpipe. What the Death fuck? Death to dude? America? What does that have to do with anything? <laughs> I don't know. Mars is Planet X. If you, you really, about? if you, if you let yourself, if you hand yourself over to reading this chat, it's just going to make you lose all hope, dude. I don't like, have any hope. It's I do. I have a I have a sliver, and every time I read it, I'm just like, pounds, oh god, that's good money. Ten pounds, dude. That's thank you for sending us your fiat currency that happens to be worth more than our fiat currency due to complex economic things that I don't understand. Hey, cool. Thank you, man. Thank you for that ten dollars. It's actually more than we can. No, we ten gotta pounds. Get, we gotta get, pounds, we gotta get naked ape in here to explain the yeah. currency exchange to us. Well, it's like if you think if you had a giant world-eating plant, okay? <laughs> oh, you're watching this shit. Oh no! All right, so let me explain what's happening here. This motherfucker's about to punch this bear trap. There you go. I'm not kidding. I know it doesn't happen for a while, so. I'm gonna do it real quick. No. What's not taping? This guy's so dumb. It is taping. This is so stupid. Oh no, man. no, we can't, we can't skip the anticipation because Paul's gonna freak out the closer I, he gets. I, I, I found this video myself. Some, well, actually, somebody sent it to us on Facebook, yeah. and I started watching it. When I saw the gist of what was gonna happen, you guys saw me. I can't watch this shit. Paul didn't even see this last time. Look, Paul was looking away, but I'm gonna this try time, and watch it. Paul is looking. This is what life is, Paul. I want you to see. I want you to fucking see this, Paul. No, it's not taping. Quit it. If you don't tape this, I'll come at you. I'll throw the strap at your head. Make sure it's taping. Nar, just go. Move on. Peter is sitting over the bear. Oh, Jesus. Oh, he's going to do it. He's going to do it, Paul. Everybody stop. Paul. Look, Paul. You need to see this. Don't do it. No, no, no. No. Dude, all his friends this are warning is him. out of Cleveland. It's Dieter. Dieter. Yeah, yeah, no, no. This is from uh, Rover's Morning Glory. Oh, really? Oh, really? Yeah, out of Cleveland. Cool. And they're like the Howard Stern of Cleveland, basically. Well, they shouldn't have allowed this to happen. This is the same dude that fought Butterbean and got his ass kicked. Oh, well, he's used to it then. Yeah. I'm just shouting to 
Oh, he's gonna do it. Peter, wait. Yeah, Dieter. All, all of his friends are just like, don't do it. Dieter. Those don't do have it. spikes on them, dude. Don't Those do it. Those things have spikes on them that close around your arm. He is a big dude. He's going to break his right fucking over arm, the bear dude. trap. I'm telling you, Dieter, I'm begging you one last time. Right, don't do it. it. Don't do it. Don't do it, dude. Remember paper mache <sighs> Jeffrey? Yeah, I do. Yeah, the, it's from the same show. I remember that. We covered that in a very early episode of the Drunken Peasants podcast. Dude, don't fucking do it, man. Get away from it. Paul. What a fucking retard. Look at it, Paul. These things are meant to maul bears. You hear? All right, Paul. Take a good, hard, long look, Paul. Paul is not hamming this reaction up, by the way. This is exactly how he was I get like this, when we were watching it earlier. This shit, like, I can't watch people get hurt real bad. And he's about to hurt himself really bad. It's not funny to me. Like, I just don't like watching this type of... Like, if it's fake in a movie, like, fake bones breaking, and I'm, I'm just like, eh. But this type of shit, where some dipshit on this a radio theater. show is about to punch a bear trap, he's gonna break his fucking arm. I'm not kidding. Please. We'll see, Paul. I can't stop him from doing it. Maybe you'd dude, break your arm. Think about don't it. fucking do it, dude. Send it right here, real quick. He's gonna uh, do it. Don't worry, Paul. Cucumber. There are you spikes. You see the raised no, spikes he... on that fucking thing? He knows, Paul. He knows what he's getting into. Right, ready? Yeah, get that bucket out of the way. That fucking One. bucket out of here. One. Paul? People want to see you One. look at this. Come on, Paul. Dieter. Open your eyes. Open your eyes. Three. Hit that shit. Oh shit! Oh, take a look. Fuck. Look at this. Look at what's going on here. Oh, that spike is digging right in there. Look at that shit, Paul. Look at the spike digging Everyone, in his arm. Uh, hold on, hold on. Everyone, find Dieter's Twitter and tweet at him that he's a fucking idiot. That was he's awesome. out there. Look he's, at he look, knows what he's doing. He's a professional. Uh, Dieter for uh, Rovers Morning Glory. Don't try this at home. Stop crack. He has it in it. Look at that. Oh, oh god. Oh god. And now he's leaving. Boom. Oh. <laughs> Dumb fuck, dude. <laughs> Dumb One more time. Idiot. This is also the guy that fought Butterbean. Why are people How do you so feel, Paul? Fucking dumb. Dude. I, I don't. I don't feel well. I honestly like. I'm. My heart is racing. I feel gro Like I just. It, I don't like wa watching people get hurt like that. Like, I have, I have the same problem. Like, even the mild shit. Like, you'll watch those, like, fail blog, fails of the week or whatever, just sitting in your living room. Yeah. And, like, some of it's fine. Like, people, you know, whatever, falling over. But, like, those people that you think, okay, that person had to go to the hospital. I can't sit and watch that shit, dude. My empathy meter kicks in, and I'm just like, ah! I don't know if we should show that. Okay. What is but, it? um, you know, we should probably talk about that page thing, though, dude. Holy shit. Do you want to talk about Paige really quick? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, the WWE wrestler... There's probably an article I could fucking pull up about it on my phone. 
because this is this is a fucking crazy story, and I know that we're all. Uh, well, I guess Paul's not really that big of a wrestling fan. I but, still know who who the principal. You know, at least a couple of the you people know, involved. Paul knows are. enough about. I've seen Page, about and I know shit. the Trump the trombone guy, <laughs> who played a different kind of trombone. Yeah, let's take a look. So, uh, basically, Page had some f- private photos and video that were stolen and leaked online. Wrestling fans have delivered a touching response after explicit photos and video of WWE star Paige, real name Soraya Jade Beavis. Yep. <laughs> Beavis? Her Bevis. last name is it's Beavis. It's Beavis. It's Beavis, Bevis. to me. Were leaked over the weekend. Naked photos and video of her engaging in sex acts were put online, and Paige confirmed she was the victim of phone hacking. One video features Paige performing a solo act with a sex toy, another engaging in oral sex, and there are at least three... Other videos in which she is seen having sex with men. Not just men, though. Ben, you want to fill in a blank? Because I don't think this is going to get into specifically Brad who Maddox she was fucking. Xavier Woods. Xavier Woods. Like, it says it on the screen right the now. Fucking, uh, the fucking New Day guy. Yeah. New Day rocks. New Day rocks. And that's like the big popular like little kid fucking thing. You know, that's what all the kiddies like. The new like day. Oh, New Day. She was riding his cock like there's no tomorrow, <laughs> the day. I have not seen it, but I I've hear that it. his cock is enormous from what Ben describes. Or at least extremely respectable. Well, I'm sure you will watch it several hundred times tonight while jerking off and you'll I give know, us a though, full report on that dick. If 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 all these dudes were uh, were in the video too, like how come it's just framed as like poor Paige? What about these guys? They Their privacy doesn't matter? No, because she's the one getting fucked, you know. Oh, so. okay. That's so, that's that's so why. she she had a strap on like that bitch from the earlier yeah. video and she was fucking Xavier she Woods was, in the ass. Yep. If she was drilling the fucking trumpet guy from fucking New Day in the ass. But uh, yeah, I guess uh, a lot of uh, Ben wanted to uh, offer a little no, word well, of like, defense. For me, right? like uh, it's just a good time between consenting adults. Yeah, so I mean, like, what do you think WWE perceives it as, though? Like, because they seem to be really uptight about this kind of shit. Publicly traded company, stockholders, uh, public persona. They could. Well, actually, uh, The Rock is now funding a movie based on the life of Paige. And there's actually uh, bootleg footage because they're filming these scenes at wrestling events after the wrestling events end. Are they going to add this little chapter of her life yeah. in this biopic? <laughs> they should. They should because, write it in. Well, her, her story is very inspiring for a lot of people because she uh, or both of her parents were wrestlers and she became a wrestler because of that. Well, how come the part where she's got dicks buried all up in her can't be an inspiring chapter of the yeah, story? Dude. dude, I'll tell you what. One of the videos looks like she's in a department store changing room getting Damn. fucked by a dude. Sweet. Wow. Yeah. Freaky so Paige, baby, apparently if you, if you see Paige, she's a freak. there's a good chance she will fuck you. Sweet, you know all this. If you're shit, a fucking wrestling god, with well, a, you know you got you got to. They are they are all like be, very. Uh, uh, you got to have an impressive physique yeah. and shit for her. Yeah, but, you, you know you and you and I couldn't walk up to Paige and push her into a fucking you know. You never know, dude. Maybe fuck, no. maybe she's tired of the wrestler dick and no. she wants some fat neck. Uh, let beards. me downgrade from this giant fucking trumpet player dick to a tiny little neck beard dick. Yeah, sure. no. why not? It's not necessarily a downgrade, dude. You know, you never know. Maybe I just make the sweetest, tenderest love to her, and she she realizes that I'm better than all those guys. Nope. Yep. I don't think it. I, I, I mean, think it's gonna happen. Was that your plan for Naomi? Uh, that's, that was that was succeeded, and I also fucked Jerry Ryan at that fucking I remember, Star Trek. No, that didn't too. happen. You did. Uh, yep, I fucked Jerry Ryan. No one believes me, but I did it. <laughs> 
<laughs> good, man, good. I believe you, dude. See, Paul believes me. I'm, I'm gullible. Paul has stupid. faith of the heart. I remember, uh, like. TJ didn't know who Naomi was, and then oh, we yeah. saw we saw her live. She's always going to be a champion. In there my we go. Heart. Wow, her ass is so big that she like uses it as a finisher. He, yep he he saw her like ooh, standing ooh, that on one. The... That one gives that's the, that's the what is it that little one there? Where is it? Eh. Point it to on my screen. Okay. Second one. That, that there. This one? No, no. Her. Yeah, because you can really see the ass popping yep. out there. God damn, uh, it still doesn't really capture how I big that like, ass really we is. I remember like we were though. we were at a live WWE event. Dude, yeah, T TJ had ass. to see it in person. Dude. He was like, "What is that?" TJ, you said she uses her ass as a finisher. Yeah, she, she, does. she, does. she could use her ass as a finisher on me oh, any yeah. fucking day. Dude. Oh, there's one of her doing push-ups. Her ass is kind of poking out. There. I would fuck those butt cheeks, dude. I would fuck those butt cheeks. You wouldn't just fuck the butt. Nope. Just the cheeks. Just the cheeks, dude. You don't I'd even think you're worthy together. of entering the asshole. I'd, I'd give him the Gurgi treatment. You've seen the 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 desktop background oh, that yeah. we have, dude. He's pushing your butt cheeks together. Yeah, dude. you just you push your butt cheeks together I and fuck. TJ him. being like, "Who is that?" <laughs> just hot dog that booty. Yeah, dude, hot dog it. Yeah, but I'm. Yeah, we, we, that's true. We went to an event and this like it was some stupid woman's match. I'm like, I don't give a shit. And uh, and then Naomi comes out and I'm just like, I see her ass and I'm like, holy fuck. Yeah. Shit. Wow. In person. I turn to Ben and I'm like. Who is that? Who's that, Ben? Yep. Yo, Ben, uh, who, who's that? Who that bitch be? Yeah. <laughs> who that bitch be? Who that be? bitch be? Damn, that ass is so thick. I don't even know if my cock could reach the asshole. That's my problem. That's why I'm just. You're just hot gonna, that's why you're just gonna. I'm not hot even gonna try. It. I don't want to bottom out and not even reach the pucker. You try to fucking push into that ass, it just bounces you right back up. Yeah, dude. Fuck that. Since we're already talking about wrestling, Jim Cornette gets to introduct. Uh, the Rock and Roll Express into the Hall of Fame. Jim Cornette's coming back to WWE. That's what it took. Is was like his homeboys getting in, introduced. Wow. So he. I mean, gets, he, he's not officially like coming back to him. No, though. but he he's doing a function of theirs, which he was not a fan of it, ever doing. It seems like though it's, in the wrestling business, like all these guys eventually seem to come back around and do something with the WWE again. Like even Ultimate Warrior, who we used to watch. Remember, we used uh, to watch yeah. his videos. He's he was crazy. We used to watch his fucking videos and just marvel at what a lunatic he was and how bitter he was about the past. And uh, and he you know we didn't we thought he would never do anything with them again and then he kind of came back and then soon and after he, he came back he died, so he came back just in time for them to financially exploit his name and image. A lot of people actually do have conspiracies about that about yeah. like Vince poisoning him or something. Even shit. Uh, uh, the vigilant Christian Mario made a video about that. Yeah, but I mean the thing you have to remember is these, those old wrestlers die all the time because they were on roids for so long. Sure. It was an ironic not... timing, I would yeah. say, but. But yeah, uh, you know, like wasn't it like the night before his death, he was out there in the ring, yeah, being like there comes did. a time when every man breathes yep. his last breath. Yep, yeah, it was very cryptic and weird yeah. how he died like the night before. It almost seemed it was like I, I don't I don't like to lend a lot of credence to this kind of thinking, but it almost seemed like on some level he knew like he was gonna die soon. I mean, maybe he maybe. Just, he looked really bad. Maybe he just realized his health was shit. Uh, and he, he just knew it might be the last time he was speaking. I don't think he probably knew he was going to be dead the maybe, next fucking day. Maybe he just knew it was going to be soon and he was hedging his bets, you know, and it probably. just happened to be this really fucking <laughs> poignant thing that happened the next day. And he made peace with a lot of people that night, too, like Hogan That's and, cool. like, other people. Like, Hogan fucking testified against his ass. Yeah. In what course, a lot of people did. 
Hogan is a piece of shit. Yeah, Hogan yeah. really is a piece of shit. But whatever. But uh, Jim Cornette, wow, he's going to introduce the Rock and Roll Express, which is like... He was their manager, right? We've had- yeah, he was their manager. The Rock and Roll Express, like, there were so many tag teams that copied off the Rock and Roll Express. Like and the by the way, we did have uh, Jim Cornette on this show once. Yes. Probably yeah. never again. He insulted us so Probably badly. never again, but but he was on once. He, he hung in there for the whole time. No, I think he, he was... No, he stood by he like a trooper. Himself. But, uh... I don't know. I don't know if he enjoyed himself. We'd He's one of my him. favorite wrestling personalities ever. He's great. They got uh, people. Our fans got mad at us because we all we, want, well, we wanted to talk about wrestling and they wanted to hear us talking about politics because they say he talks about politics too. He does, sure. but and, like it's like why when we have Jim Cornette here? I mean, we did talk a little, politics, little bit, a little, little bit of political smidgen, shit with him, but we were. I mean, I don't know. At least me and Ben were way more into talking about wrestling. Yeah, I mean, him. like. Well, he was around in the Attitude Era, and I was a fan back then, so even I knew who Jim was, you know, going in, and I was interested to ask him wrestling-related shit. I think he read the Attitude Era wrong, though, because he had this idea that, like, well, you know, it wasn't really the Attitude stuff that sold it. It was just that we had some really good talents in there at that time. I like, think he's right and wrong. Yeah, I mean, like, I think you're right. He's right about that there well, being some great thing talents, is like, charismatic these, performers. Like, he's lost a lot of friends, you know, from injuries and drugs and things like that. So it's like he doesn't like that hardcore wrestling shit that was going on. Yeah. Like, I like that because it was entertaining, but I have a different perspective than him. True. Like, those people were his friends. Those people were my entertainers. So I liked the, like, diving into flaming table shit. Well, I mean, like, anyone who does that for a living night in and night out and doesn't think it's going to have some sort of effect... Ultimately, I mean, they're just kidding themselves anyway. Anyway, uh, let's let's move on to something a little paranormal here. Five cursed objects that science simply cannot explain. Holy shit. We've all heard about objects that bring bad luck, dire illness, and even death. These items of misfortune are believed I really to be possessed by Dude, evil spirits. Dude, these guys with these fucking undoomed voices, beings. fuck them, and man. Even- are you jealous? Yeah. I'm kind of jealous, too. My, my voice is, uh, I, I've got a kind of a deep voice, but it's very forward and nasally, and I can't change it, really. And it sounds really weird if I try and talk normally like this. So, <laughs> But, like, these dudes that just have it and they've cultivated it, fuck them. Oh, it's easy. Because, I mean, like, this guy could be making any sort of content and it would seem really velvety and professional yep. and shit. You know, he could make any fucking thing. I mean, he's sitting here making top ten lists, or I'd, top five lists of, like, cursed objects and shit. I'd listen to this guy read names off of a census report from 1968 for hours. Under demonic influences, owners of these objects have been truly unlucky and claim to have experienced seeing ghosts and frightful sights. Cool. Still... Are these claims real, or just another enigma of the mystical? I'll tell you what. What does that mean? The time has come, guys. What's the time, dude? I challenge Undoomed to a sexy voice contest. Whoa, dude, you're going to lose. I don't know about that, You lose outright, Ben. I'm sorry. Fuck you, Paul. Your voice is sexy, Ben. I'm not going to say, like, I've jerked off many a night listening to your intro to the show. Head to head. But to head. undoomed makes me. You know how TJ being spontaneously undoomed. comes when he's fucked well, in the fuck ass you. with a strap. Shut up! Shut up with your unsexy voice. Undoomed Paul. makes. M- shut up! Just, shut up, Paul, dude. with your Quiet. unsexy ass voice. Mm-hmm. Ben's undoomed. talking now. Undoomed, I challenge you. Are you guys going to do ASMR videos? We're going to have all sorts of competition videos. 
just settled the score on Doomed. I win, bitch. Ben, I think you really should just talk in that whispery voice. Yeah, dude, that should just be your new thing. Yeah. Whispers McBen, dude. Whispers McBenon. Hi. <laughs> I'm All right, Mr. I wanna, Mysterious. I want to know what and these objects are. Come video, on. I will tell you about some of the most mysterious cursed objects that are genuinely right, linked us. to freaky paranormal events. Okay. Even if you don't believe in cursed objects. Wait, if I don't believe in cursed objects, that, that kind of ruined... I mean, the entire premise of the video is faulty <laughs> at that point. Yeah. Like, this video is called Five Cursed Objects Science Can't Explain. Yeah. So if I don't believe in that, then the video is kind of useless to me for anything but fodder for laughing at. Although the school, skull graphic you got going on The is following neat. stories will certainly turn you into a believer. Oh. oh. All right. It certainly. sounds like a challenge. The Hope Diamond. Legend. Um. What? Has it that the beautiful and infamous Hope Diamond brings misfortune to whomever holds it? Undo. Even though scholars Undo believe. will fuck my ass and make me Yeah, dude. He will humble you, dude. I don't know. He just got that, like, fucking thing. No, I think he gets many takes to work it out right. And TJ had want... a talk with him, and he oh, sounded pretty fucking... Why don't you shut the fuck up, Paul, and let me do what I do? <laughs> yeah. Can I, can I well, pull my dick out? No, I think I'm going to mute you now, Paul, because you're such a bitch. All right. <laughs> so, undoomed. I think I can take you on with your gravelly voice. I think my voice is way more smoother. Undoomed. I'll make you my bitch. Damn. Right, no, Paul keeps talking. Ben's throwing shade. I don't want him to talk anymore. I'll tell him, Doomed. I'll tell Undoomed. him that we, the, you've laid down the gauntlet. And if you lose, you have to send me your glasses and top hat. <laughs> glasses <laughs> and top up, hat. Stop laughing. I don't think he wears a glasses. And, what? But you're thinking of someone else. Um, yeah, he's just, he's oh, just a oh, faceless oh, mannequin, oh, no. man. Well, send me your... Uh, Mannequin head. <laughs> is your mannequin head? <laughs> ben throwing shade. I almost came, Ben. He almost <laughs> brought me over the edge, but you backed off right at the end and whatever. You tease you. Ben throwing shade <laughs> at Undoomed. Let Undoomed know that Ben has laid down the gauntlet in episode three thirty eight. Semi your suit. We're gonna send <laughs> we're gonna send Undoomed the Hope Diamond and just let Send the fucking curse take its course. Send me the fucking mannequin, Undoomed. Send me your mannequin <laughs> head. Dude, what I, what Send I, me your mannequin yeah, head. Yeah, dude, Undoomed. When Ben proves once and for all that his voice is way sexier than yours, you're sending that fucking mannequin over here. Send us the mannequin. Dressed and ready to work, dude. We're, put, we're putting him right here, dude. <laughs> Give me the fuck about your mannequin head, bitch. Get out the mannequin head. Believe that many of the horrific <laughs> tales and mysteries that surround this diamond are not as perplexing as they seem. Okay. The truth is that there are plenty of frightening stories of the stone's owners meeting horrible fates. Okay. The most commonly accepted origin of the curse dates back to 1653, when a French merchant named Jean-Baptiste Tavernier obtained the original blue diamond in India. It is told that Tavernier plucked the gem from one of the eyes of a Hindu idol. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Dude. Shouldn't have done that. Kali. Now the Hindu idols are fucking after you. Kalima! Anyone who dares touch that diamond now, the Hindu idol they stole it from is just fucking yep. haunts that shit and just... Like, if there's this powerful demon that can kill you and shit, why doesn't it just take the fucking diamond back and put it back in the fucking statue itself? Yeah. 
Where'd the other fucking diamond go? That's a good point. Like, where was the other one? Like, he just took one? If you're going to steal one eye out of it, why not steal both? Was one just like a fucking, like a, a little ball of mud and the other <laughs> one's a fucking gem? Who knows, Doesn't dude. make any sense. And for this sacrilege was later mauled to death by dogs. How- I don't... So the dogs were act were in spe- were specifically reacting to him stealing the diamond. That was that was the cause and effect. Look at his there. hair; it's beautiful, dude. That looks like uh, I want hair like that. That looks like I copper- want the big like dude, divot copper cab. That looks like copper. Ca- <laughs> no, that looks like copper cab's Meemaw, dude. Meme. Oh yeah, it's copper cab's Meemaw. Meemaw. <laughs> Meemaw. <clears throat> he she. He, she, he, she. Kalima shook today. All right, I guess we're actually approaching the uh, the end of the show. Really? If you guys want to send us in some uh, some tips, let us know how much you appreciate the greatness that is the Drunken Peasants podcast. I'll tell you what. If you guys send in a $200 tip, I will set up a camera right there, and I will drop a fucking elbow drop on TJ. All right. I already right. elbowed him in the head earlier. All right. That, I'll, I'll agree yeah, with that. Yeah, he'll do it. I'll do it. Dude, I'll show Well, it won't it. end up like last. Like the last one Dude, was I'll actually worse. The, I'll pick up Because my fucking like, bean of my elbow elbowed TJ right in his head. I will head. fucking take. I didn't mean to do that. I will that. take the elbow. Dude, he'll drop a fucking elbow on TJ, I'll, dude. I'll, I'll set up like a thing where I can jump off of it. Jesus And drop Christ. the fucking elbow on TJ. All right. We could do it. That sounds... For painful. every $200 donation, I will drop one elbow on TJ. For every $200? I'll do it once. And no, TJ no, well, will right. slap his nuts on a bear trap for $200. Just lay uh, flat. Lay and flat. And Paul will take a 15-inch dildo and up then his after ass that, for 15 cents. And then after that, like, for every $400 donation, I will make TJ, like, page... Like, I'll be Xavier Woods, and TJ will be, like, page. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's see if someone's going to p- put the $200 on the line to see no, the elbow drop. 400 for that. 400 for, no, I'm talking about the, for the elbow drop. Oh, okay. All the other shit we've talked is not happening. But that $200. <laughs> Lamb of gourd, You will dude. see it. <laughs> we'll give you guys a minute to do it. Someone pay. People want this. You could be the hero. Oh, my God, dude. You could be the hero of the fucking chat. Dude, you're for not going to let Ben dive off of something. For 250 I'll stand on the kitchen counter and jump off of oh, it. There Jesus you go. And elbow drop Christ. him. There you go. Someone's getting hurt I'm tonight. Uh, yeah, I'm leaving this room. If, if you want people happens. to... Shut up, Paul. <laughs> Quiet, God, Paul. I'm done with you. I, I, I'm i going to mute him. Yeah, mute me. Paul's oh, okay. tired. God, tired, what Paul. a piece of shit. Like, I can't even understand, like, what is his goal towards the progress of this show? $200. I don't see it. I don't see the Paul's goal towards the progress. Why don't you shut the fuck up? Why don't you shut the fuck up? <laughs> All right? Be quiet, Paul. Bitch. I, uh, you know what, what have you done to help the show today, Paul? Nothing. Nothing. He hasn't done shit. Paul, you should eat You know TJ. what? I'll tell you what. We were trying to listen. my ass later. I'll tell you what. You know, I don't normally spread this around, but we were trying to get the show up earlier. Paul's sleeping on the couch over there. He's snoring like a motherfucker. Oh, what a piece he's, of shit. He's, like, distracting all of us from doing our work. Yeah. All right. I ain't seeing the $200. He takes a big, fat shit. He we takes have, a... Hold on. Paul yeah. takes a big, fat shit. $2. In the bathroom, it's so fucking gross. All of us can smell it. Oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's legit. What? I don't know. All like, right, the show's over. We got some other shit oh, we got to take care of tonight. There's so. nothing. No, like, no one gave it. Oh, you guys are garbage. But we got it. We got. Let's we give got, them one more minute. Now we got to do a hypothesis and shit. Still, TJ doesn't want to get elbowed. There's five dollars. Oh well. Pay for what? Just tune back in. 
No. No. Wrong. Wrong. So we're, we're going to give it one more minute. Okay. I'll give it one more minute for me to drop the elbow on TJ. Will anyone in this room put forth the $200 price? There oh, we go. there it is. Mr. Naughty Priest. <laughs> Set up the camera, Ben. What the fuck, man? Set it up. Set it up. Yeah, Paul. Uh, I'll take, yeah, I'll just take yours full screen. You. Hold on, I'll, do I'll hold it. I'll try not to. Hurt you. I'll try not to hurt you, baby. Like Ike and Tina. I'm a drunken guy that's gonna do hold a wrestling move. I'm not practicing. <clears throat> hold on, no, no, I'm totally qualified to do such a wrestling move. What the fuck is that? Whoa, dude. Why did that happen? What's happening? The whole screen shrank. Shit, dude. Crazy fucking feedback out of nowhere. What the fuck is going on? Hold on, hold on, hold on.
People today can spend half their lives over 50. So it's good to be financially ready for what's important to you as you get older, like a family vacation. Or starting your dream business. Welcome to Connie's Coffee. How may I help you? AARP's trusted financial tools can help you plan for whatever your future holds. That's why the younger you are, the more you need AARP. Start planning today at aarp.org slash money tools. 